0: The Bell Tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast.
1: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, all you beautiful, delicious people out there. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We are live in the studio, and we have a special guest here with us. For the first time, we have somebody actually live here, nice and cozy. This is... Tabitha, Tabby, what do you want to go by? You gotta, you gotta get on that mic.
2: Tabitha.
1: There you go. How's, how's it going, Tabitha? It's good, it's good. All right, I gotta kick you up because you're scared of the microphone, apparently. There you go. This is Tabitha, and Tabitha came to me a couple months ago and said, "Hey, uh, I want to learn how to podcast. Can you show me how to do it?" And I said, "Yeah, come sit here and we'll learn how to do it. <laughs> Throw you to the wolves <laughs> tonight." <laughs> yeah. So, so here you are. You wanna want to tell us a little bit about yourself uh any podcasting experience at all No, none at all do you listen to podcasts at least okay good good do Do you listen to our podcast all right that's all that's all that really matters i do i do so uh you're from here in town but you've been all over the place all over Uh, i'm a navy
2: brat oh nice Uh, i met craig in college actually um, yeah, so I, I've lived a little bit of everywhere. I was yes. uh, born south of Miami. My family's from, my mom's side's from Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, okay. we, I, grew up in, I grew up in Hawaii, uh, California, Idaho, Georgia, back to Florida, and then Iowa. So and the reason it, why uh,
1: I know you would be good at podcasting is because you got a little Puerto Rican in you, <laughs> and, I, and, and a lot of the, the Puerto Rican <laughs> attitude that comes with it, because like, like you said, we met in college, we worked yeah. on some projects together, and you didn't put up with shit, and you like to talk, so yeah. might as well get you here and join yeah. it on a microphone. Yeah, thank you. Podcast thank is you for perfect for me. it. It yeah. is perfect for it. So, uh, what do you? What was your initial thought when I said, "Hey, uh, come sit in a seat behind a microphone, and we're going to do this shit"? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. Ex- I think that's exactly what you said. You are like uh, shit. Yeah, and then you are like, "Is uh, am I going to be on camera? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be live? Yes, absolutely. Going so, so." Uh, all of it thrown in at once because um, you might as well get yeah. the full full experience yeah, here. I'm excited. How's everybody doing out there? It is another Monday night. We do this live every single Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's what we like to do, and we like to yeah. get people involved. Uh, Bill, how's it going over there? It's going well. You're kind of quiet over there. I'm just letting Tabitha take of it. Tabitha's floor. already hogging the bu- microphone. I'm in, bu- so. I'm in his bubble. You're <laughs> in. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> He's out of
2: his area right now. People <laughs> don't realize
1: how small of a space <laughs> yeah. we're recording in. Yes. Like, my parents came this weekend. They're like, oh, show me where you're recording. I brought them in. They're like, oh, that's much smaller than <laughs> I thought. Yeah,
2: that's what I said when I first walked in, because I watched the podcast. It gets it gets yeah. the job done, yeah. but
1: especially for two people. But then yeah. when I was after I told you to come on the show, I'm like, shit. Shit, where am I going to put you? <laughs> so I had to move stuff around. There are cords literally everywhere okay. because yeah. of this. So uh, we're going to make it work, and we're going to talk about some fun, lighthearted stuff tonight. That being nuclear war. That seemed like we, I mean yeah. we we're talking about the stressful stuff for a long time, so we figured nuclear war would be Let's a fun thing to talk yeah. about. And
0: we, you know, we had some fun, you know, stuff with the accidental missile fires yesterday. And yeah, and
1: I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tie that into this because there's been some accidental almost oopses for the yeah. last 50 years several of them when it comes mm-hmm. to like uh nuclear arms race and stuff like that there's been several that have almost led to catastrophic nuclear war right. so when you see those things like we talked about uh, you probably didn't hear our show last night we talked about uh India I think accidentally fired a missile into Pakistan yes yeah, yeah. or over the weekend oops. just like oops, yeah. oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know if they're like dusting the buttons off and accidentally hit but it went like yeah. seventy-five miles, I think it was. Yeah, into, into, Pakistan. into Pakistan. And they're like, "Oh,
0: we're sorry." And then Pakistan's like, "Well, at least it didn't kill anybody, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much." And it's like,
1: uh, "Just don't let it happen again." Yeah, and it's just like um, when we're sitting on basically the cusp of what could potentially be a nuclear war. Those those oopses cannot happen ever. Right, like they they just can't. We we gotta do better. So yeah,
0: are, and and, and recently, they, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Are they
2: oopses or are they test runs? That, uh, well, uh,
0: good point. I mean, they they call them oopses. If I was Pakistan I'd want to know why they had a missile pointed right. towards us. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, that would right? be my that's first my question. Be so. like,
1: oops, we accidentally hit the button. It's like, but why was it pointed in our direction? <laughs> yeah, um, that's another question for another day. Yeah, that's uh, classified information.
0: But <laughs> recently, is is them probably the most talk about nuclear war. Pro- Probably since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just haven't really heard a lot of people talk about it. I mean, maybe Superman for quest for peace, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> yeah, but in the last
1: like three or four days, it's just like constant. It's like, all right, what if we go to nuclear war? Is is it a possibility? And it's just like kind of ramping right. back up that that uh, Soviet era like m- right. fear that. I mean I, I don't remember it because yeah. I'm young. You might remember the yeah, tail end. No, of I it.
0: yeah, no, I remember it. I remember when we lived in Alaska, my grandmother wouldn't come up and visit us because she saw how close we were to Russia. So well, yes. she figured
1: Alaska would
0: be the first that's, one to go. That's
1: because Sarah Palin can see the <laughs> Russia <laughs> right. from, from her, her backyard. From right. her backyard. <laughs> so uh, before we get into the show, we obviously have to once again mention our sponsor. That is Run Your Mouth Coffee, because they support your right our right to run our mouths. And um, our rights to free speech and all that stuff. And they make delicious coffee. And I know Bill likes coffee. You made sure you were, forgot your earbuds because you remembered your coffee, <laughs> you said. So um, you like coffee, too. And obviously, I can't survive without coffee. So what a better sponsor than a coffee company that also supports our right to free speech. Because, I mean, that's what we're all about here is giving people kind of a, a platform to say whatever the hell they want to. Absolutely. And so... When a coffee company supports the same thing, I'm going to support them as well. You can check them out at RYMcoffee.com and tell them we sent you by using the promo code. Break the bell. That's all one word. um, And you'll get 10% off your purchase plus free shipping. And who doesn't like that? So go to RYMcoffee.com. Don't be a communist. Drink delicious coffee. And that's it. Get that hot cup of freedom. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We're gonna get into the show because I cannot wait to talk about nuclear war because it's gonna be fun and yes. lighthearted and happy and all those fun things. Um, we haven't had a good nuclear scare in a while, like you were saying. So yeah. uh, before we do, make sure you check us out all over social media. Um, share us around, subscribe, like what, the things that the kids tell you to do. All yeah. all the little shitlins on uh, TikTok. Like I, I, think you need to. We need to. Like you need to do something on TikTok. Uh, I no. Maybe um, you do
0: one of those like uh, you know like Q and A where they're playing music and you do this little thing.
1: I'm not gonna do no, that. I'm not doing we do that. have a break the bell TikTok account. We do. I, we did just, not know that. I just have never done much with it except post a couple like promo clips and oh, stuff. Okay. And then I just was like, this is stupid. So uh, if you kids out there want to see us more on TikTok, Bill will step up his TikTok game. Bill, you just downloaded TikTok today. Uh, uh, yes,
0: did? I did, but uh, only because of peer pressure.
1: <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I decided I didn't want it on my phone because um, yeah. Chinese hackers and shit. So I don't, I don't tick the talk. You either. don't tick the talk I, either. I don't tick the talk. Yes. Well, all this to say, like us on social media, share us around, <laughs> all that stuff, all the things that the kids tell you to do. Uh, we're gonna get right into this intro video. Bill, my mouse died early today again. Again, <sighs> early. Uh, we're gonna get into this intro video, and when we come back, we are going to talk nuclear war. Nuclear Holocaust, nuclear fallout, all All the the, good all the good nuclear things. So uh sit tight through this video and we'll be right back.
3: What did you say?
2: You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about?
0: What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say?
1: Are you talking
2: to me? Well maybe he was talking to me. What
3: did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about?
1: Talk
3: to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? He listened to me. Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about?
0: Who are you talking to? My daughter's 11, and I won't let her get TikTok.
1: You're not muted.
0: I'm not.
1: (laughs) You gotta love those live little blurbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not getting it. So, Bill's daughter is not getting TikTok. <laughs> nope. Just so y'all know. You missed that. <laughs> we are back, and <laughs> this is going to be fun because we have an extra body in the room. Hi, guys. I, I have an extra button to push, so I started to push them early. And Bill was still mid-conversation, I guess. (laughs) But usually Bill's phone is going off mid-conversation, so that's fine. that's true. We don't claim—one thing you should know about us is we don't claim to be professionals in any way, shape, or form. We usually screw up completely. The reason why we went live wasn't to enjoy the live experience. It was because I get, like, really anal and, like, go back and edit shit, Mm -hmm. So, and we screw up a lot. So when we went live, I was like, well, everybody's already seen like it. it anyway. You just got to yeah. go with it. Yeah. So yeah. the only reason I we like went it. live is so we could screw up in real time. Yeah. Good.
0: I so. like it. And, and plus, we, it would take us, like, what, two hours of prep time
1: before yeah. we actually yes. went on. And yes. We this, were... this makes us actually plan ahead for things. Yeah. Not, not too far ahead. No, but no, no. But no. a little ahead. Let's see. Uh, CD McRae says, hi, guys. Hi, CD. CD, hi. It's good to have you on. We haven't – actually, you were on last week, too. Yeah. It's good to have you on rickshaw grandma says keeping it real nice rickshaw is that is that one of your people we got new faces and new uh new voices and people commenting in so that's great Uh, cd agrees with me don't let your kids on tiktok yes cd (laughs) agrees i'm glad we unmuted your mic early yes Uh, yes thank you cd tiktok (laughs) is the devil and i i don't recommend anybody get it. So my kids have it, but I lost that battle. I tried to fight it, but yeah. um, my wife wasn't so uh, pushing against it, and so I lost the fight. So they have it. So they are being hacked by Chinese immigrants now. So <laughs> we gotta get into the show. We gotta we gotta start talking about the things we came here to talk about, which is nuclear war. Yes. Do you know what do you know about? I'm not gonna. Go, <laughs> it's like so. Take it away, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> this is your show now. <laughs> no, um, the reason why, obviously, we want to talk about nuclear war isn't because I mean we have been accused of being kind of doom and gloomers yeah. in the past, which I don't. We, I don't feel I don't we think have. we are. Back when we were doing like our prep prepper type episodes oh, and, and yeah. like the when the shit hits the fan episodes yeah. and stuff, it wasn't necessarily hey we're doom and gloom. It's just like dude, just prepare yeah, for right, shit. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. prepare for uh, the end of civilization because, right. it, believe it or not, it is. This isn't doom and gloom. It's it's just going to happen. It's right. inevitable. We it, can't just keep following this trajectory that we're on without crashing and burning right. eventually. No. You, yeah. Exactly.
0: So, it, it, is there for both of you? Yeah. Is there like a, a movie or TV show that you think of when you think of like nuclear, like winter <sighs> nuclear apocalypse?
1: Good. Um, not necessarily nuclear, but what's that one that had the nanobots that killed all the power and everybody had to like kind of was, – was it It wasn't Colony. Colony was the one with the aliens. Yeah, the Colony was the aliens. But there was one where um, these people like basically wiped out all oh, the power. In, that was the one on NBC. Uh, uh, I don't know. What remember. was it called? I, I know which one you're
0: talking about. But,
1: yeah, yeah, they had to kind of form tribes and stuff like that yeah. and had no electricity because yeah. the nanobots knocked it all out. And so yeah. um, it's not necessarily nuclear, but it's the same sort of principle. Mm-hmm. Yours?
0: I was, I always think of a Jericho. Did you ever see that one? Um, it was on CBS, and it was like town in Kansas, and like they, all of a sudden they see a, like a mushroom cloud go off, and like like across escape like Kansas City. Okay, and um and so they like end up like setting up, you know, communications are all down and everything, so they just have to like try to like. Their own food and develop, and, but then, like you said, like apparently the, the United States it was like a false flag by mm-hmm. the government, yeah. And the country had divided into different regions,
1: yeah. And it seems like a, they all go that route where, yeah, the country just kind of divides into its tribes, mm. and so the borders don't really exist. It turns more into like regional territory because you can't control yeah. the entire U.S. if there's no communications or anything like yeah. that, so it becomes more like tribalist and stuff like that, so yeah. It, they, they they all interest me though. Do they you do. have a do. do you have one?
2: I, you know I don't. That's a really good question. But what it what is the one, um, where it's 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 a it's weather. It's like tomorrow. Oh, or, um,
0: the day after tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. That yeah. Day, uh, okay. That okay. movie.
2: That one always stuck in my head. That one. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen a, that. One. Not a fantastic movie, but is it, that
1: the Jake Gyllenhaal that's, one?
0: That's um. Is it? Yeah, was he the kid?
1: Was I, he the son Is I that the so one maybe. Dennis Quaid? It's yeah, it's Dennis Quaid and Yeah, he, I think that was Jake a, Gyllenhaal I, like that one, yeah. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's I, oh, don't? I, like I, I don't like Gyllenhaal. his face. It's oh, just okay. his face I don't like. Craig, everybody likes
2: Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> well I'm I'm not I'm not That's probably why <laughs> I saw it, see? Probably.
1: I'm not a female, so I I don't give my jollies to Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't got my Jake Gyllenhaal jollies, so <laughs> so um, I guess Without being doomers and gloomers, why did I decide to do this episode? Well, because ever since like the 1950s, anytime the phrase Russia comes up, mm-hmm. it's always followed with nuclear holocaust, obviously. Right. Like, yeah. well, uh, Russia is looking to attack uh, Serbia. Not that they're attacking Serbia. Well, right. what's the chance that they're going to use nukes? Right. Or Russia is looking to um, attack whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crimea, that's the other one. Um, well, maybe they're going to use nukes. It's like, right. first of all, why would why would Russia nuke the country immediately next door to right. it? Right. Yeah. I right. mean, I feel like Putin's not that dumb. Yeah. That he would drop a nuke on the neighboring country, right next door, and the winds right. shift. The winds just generally shift right, and blow yeah. it back in his yard. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> didn't, didn't see that coming. Didn't see that. <laughs> how <laughs> how did <laughs> I not see this coming? Yeah. It's just like, um, I think they've. St- set off enough nuclear tests and had right. enough nuclear disasters to know that that's right. a bad idea. But it's back in the news again. Just today, UN Secretary General says nuclear war is back within the realm of possibility. This was just like five, seven hours ago, it says. Okay. So, so not only are like all the main news channels... Like, New York Times yeah. came out and was like, is is nuclear war really a possibility? Hasn't
2: it always been in the realm of possibility? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Ever you since. I mean? Like, ever since the invention of it, nuclear everything bombs. Yeah. Zombies are, too. You know. <laughs> I mean, everything is in the realm of possibility. Uh, that I mean, that's, that, true. that's a fair assumption. They've used it as fear before, and they're doing it again. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. It, it's it a fear is. tactic
1: yeah. to get people to spend money on more... No, I remember after 9/11 I remember
0: them talking about how the possibility of a dirty bomb going mm-hmm. off in like mm-hmm. New York City or something you know and so there is a big fear about that
1: well that's when we actually pulled out of certain uh, uh, proliferation treaties was because mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to make sure our arsenal could with right. could fight against like a terrorist or something or mm-hmm. the the WMDs mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. this is from the insider.com I actually have to pull it up because Tabitha came in and screwed up all my cameras. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so, right away,
1: this is titled, the UN Secretary General says the nuclear war is back within the realm of possibility. So, um, they're not holding back on that. So, this goes on to say, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said nuclear war is back within the realm of possibility as Russia gave new orders to its nuclear forces as the war on Ukraine drags on. Raising the alert of Russian nuclear forces is a bone-chilling development, Gu- Gutierrez said, while addressing media on Monday in New York. The prospect of nuclear conflict, once unthinkable, is now back within the realm of possibility. When has it never been has it ever been unthinkable? Yeah, right. Since I mean pre-1945, right, maybe yeah, exactly. maybe 1944, yeah. but it, it's been thinkable all through mm-hmm. the 80s till like 91 when the ussr yeah. <laughs> dissolved and, and then, then everybody breathed easy for about 10 years yeah, and then all of a sudden that then 911 like... happened yeah. and then they started like you said talking dirty bombs and mm-hmm. i mean it's just always been kind of in the back of everybody's yeah. brains he added it's time to stop the horror unleashed on the people of ukraine and get on the path of diplomacy and peace a few days after Russian forces invaded Ukraine in February, pres- uh, President Vladimir Putin ordered his country's nuclear deterrent forces on high alert. Putin blamed his move on NATO and economic sanctions imposed by Western countries. I it makes you wonder though, did he actually do that? Like do we have evidence of him in English actually saying this or is this right. just more of the US saying, "Oh, he's going to do it. He's right. going to do yeah. it. Oh, he's he he's going to do it." Or maybe he's just like bluffing because right. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's just like mm. you do remember we have a lot of nuclear bombs, right? right. Yeah. Like, don't fuck with us because we got bombs. Yeah. I mean, we say it to people. I oh mean, yeah, that, Trump said it. What to? Yeah, because uh, he Korea. Trump had, like, oh, he had the, I, I the biggest one. button. He's got the he's got a much <laughs> a, a much bigger button than than he had. <laughs> Says uh-huh. uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir <laughs> Zelensky, spelled with two Y's in this instance. I saw it spelled with. And O oh, the other day. I, I think people just don't know how to <laughs> spell it. This guy's supposed
0: to be like their their big hero and no one can spell his name. <laughs> or pronounce <That's> <laughs> it. President, right, yeah. <laughs> President Zelensky
1: said last week that Putin's threat to use nuclear weapons is a bluff. Alright, so first of all, can we really take Zelensky's word on anything? Because remember when the U.S. was saying that Russia was going to attack, right. Zelensky was out there saying, no, he's not going to do it. Right. I, I, you guys need to leave us the hell out of this because yeah. he's not going to do it. Well, then the U.S. kept pushing until Russia decided, yeah, we are going to do it. So yeah. the fact that Zelensky's saying the nuclear threat is a bluff is... right. Like yeah. You don't have a great track record. Yeah. He's 0-1 so far. Mm-hmm. and that, <laughs> Yeah, and that makes me like nervous to say whether or not yeah. i think there's going to be there's an actual valid threat there because we missed the ball when yeah it came we didn't to, think it was coming yeah either, we didn't think russia right. was coming so i don't want to say it's not yeah. coming because then it, we, our track record's not great but, either
0: i mean does anybody here actually think that russia would have a, to- a hard time bulldozing ukraine like oh. without nukes uh i mean apparently i mean I, except for you know all the propaganda that goes to kiev all that good stuff <laughs> yeah right i mean you know russia if they really want to take
1: ukraine they're going to take ukraine sure they don't need nukes no but um maybe as a deterrent from us going in there yeah maybe i mean we'll, we'll read more of this because i think this talks about like if he gets backed in a corner maybe because i mean people get kind of insane when they get back to the corner, especially when it comes to, like, your own country uh, falling apart. Um, They, maybe. I mean, that's kind of what happened in Cuba with the Cuban Missile Crisis is, I mean, we had all these blockades and stuff on them, and... um, just because they're communists, and all of a sudden Russia's like, you know what you need? You need nukes, so maybe they'll leave you the hell alone. People don't like being backed in a corner like that. No, they don't. Um, it says the security and safety of nuclear facilities must also be preserved. This, I feel, is a more direct threat, is like Chernobyl or right. this other plant, this yeah. Z- Zaporizhia <laughs> plant, um, <laughs> getting blown up, and there being right. like a— like, a disaster, but as far as him using a nuke, I, right. I, did, I don't see it. Uh, Gu- Gutierrez said he's been in contact with a handful of countries in an attempt to mediate the ongoing war, such as China, France, Germany, and Israel. The appeals for peace must be heard, he said. It's never too late for diplomacy and dialogue. As Russia struggles to make gains on the ground in Ukraine, experts have increasingly expressed concern that Putin could potentially take drastic actions, including... Using nuclear weapons Because he's backed into a corner Like All I right. said Retired Brigadier General Kevin Ryan A former defense attache to Russia And a senior fellow at Harvard's Belfer Center Why did we never get fellowship at our college? <laughs> Does Mount Mercy not have fellowships? I, I don't think they have senior I fellows. want to be a fellow uh, Recently told Insider he's very concerned About Putin's nuclear threats And get this, his concern is that Putin could use a small nuclear weapon to keep NATO and the US out of Ukraine, underscoring the stakes are extremely high for the Russian leader. So, what do you think about that? I, I don't see him going full nuclear war, but right. could you see him using a small nuclear weapon, like, uh, like a backpack or something, or like a small missile or something like that?
2: Going terrorist. Yeah.
1: You think Putin yeah, would make maybe. that call? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I suppose if I, he feels like it's
0: a controlled blast. You know, I mean, because they do have smaller nuclear warheads,
1: they, you know, but they do. But what did he go? I mean, do you take that risk? And we're going to get into why I don't think he take that risk, because yeah. what's pointing back at him? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's this thing that we're going to talk about a lot called mutual assured destruction, right. yeah. which is kind of like everybody who has all the bombs is prevented from using their bombs, because somebody else has all the bombs, too, right. pointed back at them. Yeah. So, And, and it, it doesn't take a lot to no. screw everything up. No, really, really freaking <laughs> fast. That, yeah. Well, That's what I was saying, just like a simple accident, oops, missile strike yeah. in Pakistan could, in this volatile time, yeah. <laughs> set something off that we really don't want to fucking yeah, happen. I mean, right, absolutely. So, um, I don't see that. I don't think that's a valid concern, but... You know, maybe, maybe if he got crazy enough, it's just like I said, I would never resort to cannibalism, hypothetically, but if I got hungry enough, I can't say that I want it because I've never been put in that position before. Right. Oh, yeah. I, okay. So, you would, you would. On. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, no, She's so, like, hold oh, on. Oh, yes, on. but I would. No, it's so. just funny
2: that you bring that up. Side, side shot here. My best friend recommended that I watch this movie. So me and my boyfriend, hey, Ben. Uh, laid down on a Sunday night to watch this movie. It's called Fresh. Okay. Okay. And it's about cannibalism and how there's this black market for it. And really, so, so well,
1: is it like an elitist type thing where they're eating?
2: Yeah. 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 I kind mean, of. Yeah. I. I, I, you're, I d- you're talking like a thirty thousand dollar meal.
1: Holy shit! Wow. I mean, so yeah. it's r- the rich people are doing it. I mean, Hannibal <laughs> Lecter did say the best part was like the. Uh, right in the upper back, right up right? in here. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember what they called it, but mm. he said it's really, really tender, and it's like a delicacy. So oh.
2: if you want to watch a really terrible movie on cannibalism, there
1: <laughs> I will. So. I will have to check that out. <laughs> uh, Rickshaw Grandma says, could the MSM be pushing the nuclear angle to avoid discussing the biomass in Ukraine? I did want to mention that a little bit, and I forgot to put it in my notes. I, I could see that because... Mm-hmm. Just last week, we haven't even talked about this yet, um, Russia came out and said, oh, when we rolled into Ukraine, um, Ukrainians were cleaning up after they destroyed a bioweapons lab that was funded by the United States. And then the United States come out and they're like, no, no, because uh, we all know that Russia lies. Right. (laughs) And so it... It is them that is most likely using yeah. bioweapons. And it's just like, but we found it there. Why yeah. would it be and that was that that Victoria Newland chick that yes. we talked about who come yeah. from uh Ned, the national endowment yeah. for democracy. She's, she's a scary chick. She's mm. the one that um like single handedly picked the president of Ukraine back in mm-hmm. two thousand fourteen when uh, we basically initiated a coup in Ukraine mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So uh, if you ever heard that episode, that was like two weeks ago we talked yeah. about that. Go back and listen to that episode. But that's the same chick that came out and was like, no, no, Russia's a bunch yeah. of liars. So right. it obviously wasn't us, it's Russia. And it's just like, that's not even a defense. But, yeah. And, and
0: <laughs> from what I've heard, there's over 25 of these labs in the Ukraine. So, But all... are they
1: like just denying all of it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Then the other thing was she's like, oh, but we do fund and we do... Do uh, biological testing, biological defense testing. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. So uh, we can deter a biological attack. Well, bitch, in order to do that, you actually have, you have to, to have make it. those things. Yeah, exactly. You have to make those biological um, yeah. viruses or whatever in order to study how to combat them. So either way, you're full of shit. So, yeah. Um, Rickshaw Grandma says, uh, Alex Jones even predicts a Russian invasion. Yes, Alex Jones is awesome. Sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> he's not. When he's not awesome, he's just not. I got to keep going with this because uh, I got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. So right off the bat, yes, predictions. Is Russia going to use a nuke? No. Would, they? Would they go that far? I, even, I don't, even think, if, so. I don't even, think so. What if we keep yeah. pushing the sanctions and stuff that where their economy is just completely flatlining? Do you think they would go that that far?
0: No, I don't think so, because like we talked about, the sanctions hurt us just as much. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, and he doesn't need to. He's got China willing to bail him out of anything that we put him into. Guess okay. what
1: else so, China has? Nukes.
0: They do have nukes. So, Not as
1: many as I thought they did, though. I mean imagine that though, if China did get like kind of more in bed with Russia than yeah. they have been so far and Russia does send a nuke and then mutually mutual destruction whatever right. we send nukes back well then China is just over there like waiting for the dust to settle and then they're just like beep now it's time for our nukes and i mean who who loses that then China's just takes yeah. over the world the way they wanted <laughs> to in the first place so but it's perfect for China the the latest <laughs> the, the latest um like little Statistics
0: I saw was like Russia has like 5,500 nukes, mm-hmm. China has like 390 nukes, yeah, and the United States has like, about 5,000.
1: I think collectively between Russia and the ni- United States, there's over set between seven and eight thousand right. nukes, or but something then you like got that.
0: like France has like like 250, yeah, Britain has like 290, and then uh, Israel's got 90 of them, and yeah, and uh, Israel has 150, or not Israel, um. India has 150 and then Ru- Pakistan uh, has 160. North Korea has like six. Yeah, they something. have like six. <laughs> something like so, that. But like... I mean, if you just put like the Allies' missiles up against Russia and China's missiles, you know, not again, it doesn't take more than two to screw up everything. So to say, oh, well, we <laughs> like, got 5,500. That was noobs.
2: actually my next question. <laughs> yeah, Don't You exactly. just need a couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Bill's over there just like doing the math. He said, well, technically, <laughs> no, technically. No, no. <laughs> When it all comes down to it... No, because I have an article, and I'm
0: sure we'll get to it later, so I'm not going to get into it now about how little it takes.
1: Oh, yeah. I've got an article, too, that talks about, like, the, um, like, just... They did a study of just, like, a hundred of the world's thousands of nukes. It was, like, less than 1%, and the kind of damage that was going to do. It's probably the same article you have. probably is, yeah. So what does the Times have to say? New York Times is our most trusted source, right? (laughs) Right. Especially when they come out saying... Are we facing nuclear war? I love that. Answering that your that. questions about the threat of attack. So here we go. We had the question. New York Times has an answer, oh, as they thank always you, do. New York Times. Yeah. So let me get into this one. Uh, there's my button. So this says, uh, from the Daily Newsletter, one big idea on the news from the team that brings you the Daily Podcast. You can sign—that's uh, not where I want to start. <laughs> he thought it would be easy. President Putin anticipated Russian tanks would roll in and overwhelm Ukraine. I like when they start out really dramatic. I do, too. They're working for that Pulitzer. Yes. He claimed his (laughs) troops might even be welcomed in some corners of the country. I guarantee you they were welcomed in the parts of the country that voted to rejoin Russia. They probably did welcome them. Um, It goes on to say what he didn't anticipate was the surging nationalism of the Ukrainian people the world galvanizing leadership shown by president zelensky the perception of the invasion as an attack on democratic liberalism more broadly the reunification of polarized fractured western alliances or the reinvigoration of nato i don't it necessarily all sounds s- like bullshit to I me i was going to say i don't necessarily <laughs> see any of those as I know. true <laughs> i mean i <laughs>
0: I think the only thing he didn't anticipate is the fact that he had to stay on the main road to get to the Capitol because and of
1: all the freaking mud. It's like, why is it so <laughs> freaking muddy here? Do you guys not have fucking roads? <laughs> exactly. Communism. It's a pitch. <laughs> <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> Overnight, seemingly, the entire world turned against him, resulting in comprehensive public and private sanctions that have crippled his country and thrown his power into question. Um, it goes on to talk about how he's backed in a corner. And it says, as everyone is saying, a corner is a dangerous place to put Putin in. Who's saying that? I know. You know. Everybody says everybody. it. You know, as the, the old ancient saying goes. <laughs> Nobody corner, puts Putin in the no, corner. Oh, t-shirts right there. T-shirts. There you go. It's going to happen. It's going to happen now. My button's bigger than your button. Yes. When asked this question, President Biden had a curt answer. No. <laughs>
3: I'm glad they really
0: expanded on that. Yes. Good
1: job. After the invasion of Ukraine, Putin ordered Russian nuclear forces. We talked about that. There's so much reiteration. Mm. America appears to be calling Russia's bluff, or at least the Biden administration wants to appear stoic in the face of a real threat. Still, Russia and the U.S. control 90% of the world's nuclear weapons, so any talk of nuclear attack raises the question no one has seriously been asking since the end of the Cold War. Since that time, the doctrine of mutually assured destruction— and I'm going to talk in depth about mutually assured destruction because I have my issues with this idea. The idea okay. that the way to keep peace in the world is for ev- the two powerhouses to equally have all the bombs pointed directly at each other. And then right. nobody's going to shoot them because they don't want the retaliation of that. So I have some issue with with that theory, but um, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Okay. So, since that time, the doctrine of mutually assured destruction, that no state will start a nuclear war because sure retaliation would put its own fate in question, has kept nuclear weapons from being launched. While the threat being issued by Putin should be taken seriously, experts say the doctrine should still hold. After all, Putin's goal is to reclaim former Soviet glory. Has he ever said that? No. Has he actually come out and said that, or is this just them putting (laughs) words in his mouth? Uh, Which would be hard to do if... Moscow had jeopardized was jeopardized by retaliatory nuclear missiles. Again, that's another reason. If if he is doing what you say he's doing and he's wanting to take over the world, what good is taking over the world if you fuck up the world? Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's like i like, oh. there to take. It's like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do if I just nuke the entire world. Then I have it will all be mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he walks across the border and sees. That's the movie right there. Yes. Walks across the border and he sees the desert wasteland. He's like, "Shit."
0: A single tear comes out
2: yeah. of his eye. Yeah, that,
1: that. Have you seen that GIF of Putin? He's just yeah. like sitting there with a tear.
2: <laughs> Hauling oats, playing in the background. Yes.
1: <laughs> so other nuclear risks that exist, though, besides him shooting those off, sure. are um, I'm not going to read all this because we will run out of time, but it talks about like, and this is, this is, I think more of a risk to me is what is a rogue state deciding to shoot off a missile or uh, what was the country that you said decided to say, fuck nuclear proliferation. Uh, uh, We feel Belarus, Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those States decides, you know, I feel attacked here. So, (laughs) and those States probably haven't put as much thought into this mutually assured destruction and they're just like, you know what? Fuck it, shoot a bomb. Right. Or <laughs> think of Kim Jong Un. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think you think Putin's crazy, right? But is he crazy enough to hang out with Dennis Rodman? Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah. But is he is he crazy to like sign his own death warrant? Right. But then on the other hand, is Kim Jong Un crazy enough to do yes. that? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is like, he is delusional. He, yes. He, he thinks he's a god. He should never have been put in that position in the first place. And, um, yeah, there's, like, worship holidays for yeah. him. And so um, I think he thinks he would actually be successful by shooting yeah. one of his six missiles at the United States who has, like you said, three, 4,000 yeah. missiles pointed back at him. So that I could see as being a risk. The other risk, like I mentioned, that concerns me more is, like, Chernobyl or the mm-hmm. other plant. Yeah having a, yeah. a leak or something and fucking up Chernobyl more than well, it has and, been the last and thirty years. You look
0: at Putin and, you know, the last what, he's been in charge of Russia for what, the last twenty years?
1: Yeah. Uh since 20, uh since, since December thirty first right? of nineteen ninety nine actually. Oh, okay. He, All right. He emergency took over on uh the turn of Y two K and that's, that's right. when yeah. speaking of Alex Jones, here's a here's a side note here. Um Alex Jones like freaked out the entire world on Y2K because he came out and announced that Vladimir Putin had launched nuclear he missiles really? at the United States. Really? No shit. Yes. And um, people literally were like running to the hills and shit because of Alex huh. Jones. And so um, that's why when I say I love Alex Jones, except for when I don't love Alex Jones, that is one yeah. of the reasons because he almost... Um, well, my, my stepdad was
0: convinced Y2K was going to happen. Yeah. So I mean, he had moved to the mountains of Arizona, uh, um, Arkansas, had a bunker, food, guns, nice. everything.
1: He was prepared. He was prepared, <clears> and <throat> it never happened. Which it didn't. Was he one of those that's disappointed it never happened? Because you get I some of the preppers, <laughs> you get some preppers that are like, "Shit, it didn't happen." Then you get yeah. some that are most that are like, "I never want to have to use this right. stuff." Yeah, but, absolutely. But you get the full You're blown. A crazy. disappointed. <laughs> yes, I. I mean, I am kind of disappointed. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't get
0: complete my. Keep thought. going. So Putin, though, is former KGB. Uh-huh. Okay. He's he's espionage, right? He's under the covers. Mm-hmm. He's never going to do anything that's an overt. I wouldn't think so. Right? I mean, everything, he, for, like you said, even the attack on Ukraine, he's probably doing about 100 things underneath that you're not
1: seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? From, like, cybersecurity to, right. um, yeah, espionage, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So,
0: you know, a nuke is by far the the last thing I think he would do.
1: Yeah. Even if he's in the corner. Because, again, yeah, even a baby's in the corner. Um, again, what does—I mean, what would that benefit him, really, in the yeah. end? Right. So we have two sides to this that we've seen already. We've got one side, which is the, the U.N. Secretary General guy saying, right. oh, you know, Putin could detonate—there's a good chance he could do this. And then the other side is Putin's not going to dare do that shit because there's a billion other nukes pointed at him if that right. happens. And he's—I mean— All this work that he's done would be for absolute nothing. I think unless his country was literally on the verge of being burnt to the ground and decimated, that would be, I think, the only moment that he would. Uh, But again, I'm not going to say because of our horrible track record (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. of... Miscalling things. But, so I mean, Putin may ride a bear shirtless, but he's hardly at the level of. <laughs> I forgot about that. Didn't he like train geese to fly too? Yes, yes. Like, so it was like l- literal fly. You remember liked... the movie Fly Away Home from yes, the nineties? Yes, it was that. Movie. But but no, Putin. I think yeah. they say there's like there is. myths out there that yes. he taught geese to fly with. Yes, his...
0: <laughs> and he he helped them to migrate.
1: <laughs> oh man!
0: But um that's
1: the dangerous Russian <laughs> propaganda we can't have on this show.
0: But he's hardly where the Japanese were, you know, right. when they, had the, the you know, the samurai culture, the kamikaze culture, where they're sure. willing to blow themselves up yeah. to take out the enemy, you know, and they're like, go ahead, you know, nuke us. That's the only way you're going to end the war. Well, ag- so
1: yeah, again, I feel like some of these rogue states are more that culture, like it's all or nothing type, right. or like from uh, jihadi terrorists to Kim Jong-un. Right. But I don't see... Vladimir Putin as being right. that dedicated to the cause. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: um, maybe, maybe we're wrong. I, maybe I think he's intelligent enough to know that it, it wouldn't end well, and it's not doing and It's not going to do I him agree. any good. I would like to think that. I, I think, uh, but maybe he
1: listens to our show and he's like those 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 silly Americans. They're about to
0: go zero two, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. They keep trying to predict what I'm going to do. Watch this. Jokes on them. <laughs> so. Uh, Like I said on there, uh, Biden's calling their bluff. Right. And also, for your information, Foreign Affairs is calling his bluff, too, which Foreign Affairs is the magazine of the Council on Foreign Relations, which anything they usually suggest in their magazines usually happens in real life because they're all the power players in the United States that have all this super influence over the foreign policy in the United States. It's a think tank is what they call right. it. But it's basically all these like big corporate bigwigs and uh, military industrial mm. complex bigwigs. And they're like, you know, it'd be a good idea is if we uh, fought Russia or they come <laughs> down and they're like, Russia is going to attack. And then all of a sudden it happens because they hold single handedly the most influence over our foreign policy. So if they're coming out and saying, I ain't Russia's probably bluffing then it's probably bluffing because okay. they control the foreign policy in the world right yeah they're basically saying the United States is not going to push Russia that far because mm-hmm. pr- when they were saying um Russia is going to obviously attack Ukraine it was more uh we need to push Russia to right. attack Ukraine but so. that's even disturbing to me because I think the, the one of the top
0: editors of New York Times is in the Council of Foreign Relations. <laughs>
1: that does not so, surprise me.
0: But so, I mean, if they've come to this general collective, oh, he's bluffing, but then they decide to publish, you know, is this nuclear war? Yeah. It just shows that they're trying to push this agenda that- Or
1: just keep us scared, one right, or the Right, exactly, or so, keep you
0: scared, and, and that Putin
1: needs to be taken out. I mean, maybe they're naive, too. Maybe they will miss the mark on this and say, hey, he's bluffing. I mean- I'm not taking Biden's word for anything no, no, no. worth two grains of salt when he comes out and says, eh, I don't think Putin's going to do it. That scares me a little more right, Yeah, because he has missed the mark a couple times in his <laughs> yeah, presidency. Because afterward, he said that, he's probably like, do what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've got this chart here of all the uh, – the nuclear weapons by country like you were saying mm-hmm. uh, but we we got a little graphic for people to actually see and take a look at so we can see it in real time the scary part of this is this comes from worldpopulationreview.com <laughs> <laughs> should we be concerned that worldpopulationreview.com
2: dot <laughs> com? chip it out a little bit yeah they're like
1: (laughs) we predict because of this that (laughs) (laughs) yeah when i went back because i always write down the ref like the source so Mm -hmm. i can go back and find it later and so when i was i was writing this down and then i was like all right what's the source i was like ah shit (laughs) (laughs) so this is nuclear weapons by country in 2022 the red you as you see there has the most and the purple has some so you see the red is only two of us, Yes. <laughs> the United States and Russia. So a nuclear weapon, this has to describe—we nu- forgot to describe what a nuclear oh, weapon is. we didn't is. do that, did we? No, so we're going to hear it here. A nuclear weapon is an explosive device that der- derives its destruction force from nuclear fission, nuclear fusion, or a combination of the two. I'm not sure what the difference is between the two, but I'm not going to get into it. Um. I'm not going to talk about that, because we know what one it of them is.
0: is. One of them is splitting atoms, and the other one is slamming them together.
1: Oh, wow. Genius here. Are you a nuclear physicist? On my hobbies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so two things. First of all, two things. One thing, for the two of you. How do you pronounce that word? Which one? N- the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> nuclear? <laughs> See, she's wrong. Oh. Uh, i guess i Sorry. would say nu- nuclear also dude she says nuclear um i joked about this because i i always give people shit for saying nuclear because it's not spelled it's not pronounced that way and you're wrong but that's that's all right uh, i can talk shit to you i've earned that right um and it's my show so that's okay <laughs> anyway um i heard uh it was some it was the House on something, it was some House meeting, House of Representatives meeting, and um, and it was an intelligence briefing, it was House intelligence briefing, and they were talking about uh, the potential of uh, a nuclear threat and stuff like that, and the guy that was up there trying to promote, you know, we need to build up our arsenal more, or right. our defenses more, he kept saying nu- nuclear, and I was like, look, man, I, I posted this on Twitter, I was like, if you don't know how to pronounce the word, you should not be the one calling... <laughs> For ramping up our nuclear <laughs> weapons. I mean, I I talk shit, I don't care, but but it is wrong. So Tabitha,
2: you're wrong. <laughs> you know you know what makes it makes that even worse is my father was a nuclear. How operator. did he pronounce it? You know, I guess I, I don't know. You don't I know? Never,
1: um Yeah, I don't I don't know. I it would be kind of ironic. Theater too. Theater? Theater Where does that come from? I don't Is that like British? I think it's French. Is it French? Is there a lot of French theater? in uh, Puerto yeah. Rico it's Puerto Rico, right? Is there a lot of French in Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I, I I think yeah, I just grew up a little bit here, a little bit there, a little yeah. you know. Yeah,
1: I picked up a lot of stuff when I was in the military. I say y'all and I'm from I say y'all. I'm here in yeah. Iowa yeah. and uh, there's a few other things that cuz I, I was s- in California, South, uh, North Carolina yeah. and stuff. So I I still
0: up. haven't adapted to like in Iowa they'll say pop to drink, yeah. and I'll be like, soda. I'll say Coke.
1: I mean, so, I. I grew up saying pop, and then when I lived south for a while, it just kind of picked up a soda, now mm. pop just sounds retarded. was well, so
0: funny is my wife was in New York City, and they asked her what she wanted to drink, and she said pop, and the guy's like, like, huh? I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got to continue. <laughs> we got sidetracked, but that's okay. Nuclear. It is estimated that there are approximately yeah. 30, 15,080 nuclear, nuclear. I can't even say that if I try. <laughs> nuclear warheads in the world today. While this is far fewer than either the U.S. and Russia possessed during the Cold War uh, peak, it is notable that there are more countries with nuclear weapons than there was 30 or 40 years ago. At present, Russia maintains the highest number of weapons, with an estimated 6,257. Of these, 1,458 are actively deployed. Um, So, like, startable, I guess. On subs and stuff. Yeah. And 3,000 are inactive but available to be made active. And 1,700 are retired and awaiting dismantling. So I don't think those count. But Mm -mm. Um, The United States follows closely behind with 5,550. 1,300 are active, 2,000 inactive, and 1,800 are in line to be dismantled. So here's the countries that all have nuclear weapons. Russia, like we said, over 6,000. U.S., over five thousand, China has three hundred fifty, so they're far behind at third place. Right. Actively expanding its nuclear arsenal, though, France has two hundred ninety available. The UK has two twenty-five. Which the size those countries are, do they really need much yeah, more I than know. that? They, they just where would they feel stash good. more than that? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a dick swinging contest it at is. that point. Yeah. yeah. Pakistan has one hundred sixty-five. That's a country that I could see going yeah. rogue. Right. Mm. India has 156 and we know how they accidentally fire off weapons into Pakistan so maybe they shouldn't have so many
0: either. It's like you 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 lose you your nuclear permission or
1: permissions. Yes, you're cut off. Israel has 90 and North Korea has 40 to 50 so a little more than the 6 I suggested yeah. but um I think that's all I need to talk about on this one but I know like at its height, Russia and the United States had. So it says the Soviet Union possessed more than 40,000 and the US had 23,000, down from 31,000 in 67. So at one point in time, Russia or the Soviet Union possessed 40,000 weapons and uh, the United States at one point possessed 31,000 weapons. Why the fuck would you ever. I mean, that's enough power to destroy the world probably yeah. 10, oh, 15 yeah. times Easy. over again. It's like you, you talk about this mutual destruction or whatever where um, if one destroys one, the other is going to retaliate and destroy them and everybody just dies. Yeah. Why do you need 10 times that amount, though? And I think that's when they came to the conclusion and they're just like, maybe it's just kind of dangerous stashing this many yeah. nuclear weapons because that's 30,000 times that we could have a major, major incident here. Yeah. So so they back down. After like the eighties and nineties to their current six to five to six thousand apiece.
0: So and um, Iran is working on a nuclear program.
1: Oh, of course. And, yeah, the whole nuclear treaty and stuff.
0: And then uh, they expect that Syria has some stashed.
1: Oh, fantastic! So, Let's get all these countries that are constantly in civil war. Yes. Yeah. And are just constantly like changing hands of leadership. Yeah, and let's give them nuclear weapons. So, fantastic.
0: Belarus, uh, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine apparently inherited nuclear weapons after the Soviet Union's collapse, but then returned them back to Russia afterwards, and then joined jokes the... on you. Maybe you, <laughs> maybe well, like maybe got... they
1: kept one, right? Well, uh, I bet you uh, Ukraine now is like, we yeah, really wish we could get a couple of those back from you. <laughs> if that's okay, right? Yeah. So uh,
0: South Africa, Iraq, Libya, Argentina, Brazil and South Korea and Taiwan all started programs, but didn't then then they shelved it.
1: Well, I mean, it's a ton of money. I mean, well, the yeah. nuclear and space race together are what pretty much bankrupted the Soviet Union because right. we are constantly trying to one up them and they're trying mm-hmm. to one up us. And then they just went broke and ran out of money. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's freaking expensive. And in reality, what is like one or two? bomb's going to do if you if you spend the money finance the money to develop the technology or buy it off of one of these other countries and then spend more money to develop one and test it and get it working right what are you going to do with one bomb well yeah but you know the scary thing for me is after the collapse of the soviet union Mm -hmm. the
0: the country russia was so desperate for money right i mean they were you could buy a mig you know from somebody like a bat- black market because they were trying to get whatever money they could. Sure. How many nukes did they sell? Who knows, right? I mean, that's it's one of those things. Like how many licks to the center of the twits you pop? We'll never know
1: <laughs> until they get used, and we're like, shit, right. that was
2: ours, yeah. um, right? The, exactly. uh, the ROI doesn't seem very good on nukes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. No, I you're right. You're spending a lot of money, and nobody's going to do it.
1: <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Oh. Uh, the whole Nuclear Proliferation Treaty mm-hmm. basically declared that five countries were designated as nuclear-possessing s- states. Okay. But we saw there that nine of them owned them. So yeah. how's, how's that really working out? Right. I know. I mean, that, that always confused me. It's just like we're all up in arms that yeah. Iran wants a nuclear bomb. It's like, yeah, but we got like 5,000 of them. What's the right. big deal?
0: Well, so Korea, Israel— Pakistan and India—they all like bailed out
1: of the NPT. I'm surprised so, uh, Israel was allowed to, because we kind of backed them up a lot. But well, yeah, I'm I'm sure that whatever they have, we gave to them. Oh, so yeah, that's probably why they're like, "You guys just secretly back out, and, I, and people <laughs> yeah, will be right. pissed off at you, but they won't be pissed off at us." Right. So, uh, and then we will. Uh, Ship a couple over there so because you're in closer proximity to Russia than yeah. we are, so it'd be a great spot to stash a few nu- nukes.
0: And there was something I read, hold on real quick, let me see if I can find this.
2: That's okay. probably exactly here.
0: okay. So, the United States also has an estimated um, 100 B61 nuclear gravity bombs. Which sound really cool.
1: That does sound awesome. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. The, who, who has these?
0: Uh, the United States. They have 100 B61 nuclear gravity bombs that are forward deployed at six NATO bases in five European countries. Aviano and, and Gade in Italy, Buchel in Germany, Inserlik in Turkey, Klein, Brogel in Belgium, and Volkel in the Netherlands. So they also have nuclear weapons that we provided to them in case of...
1: Problems with Russia. Interesting. So, do those count yeah. as our nuclear weapons, or do those count as their? Nuclear they count weapons? as ours. Oh, okay, but, but even though but they're in those countries, yes, but they are not nuclear possessing states, but they possess nuclear. nuclear yes, weapons. On, on behalf of us for NATO. Oh, okay, Would you say they're the
0: word gravity Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's There'll a nuclear gravity gravity bombs. Bongs.
1: Gravity bongs. They bongs. gave them gravity bombs. <laughs> <laughs> they gave. I feel
2: like that would be a better option. Say, the that
1: explains the Netherlands. Yeah, <laughs> the world would be in complete state of it peace would. if you they just gave Google out gravity, gravity bombs. It would. No. The world would be a better place. It would. Gravity bombs. <laughs> so during the height of the cold war so this is the problem that i have with with nuclear bombs is you can't have nuclear bombs without nuclear testing and this is true we've had a lot i mean we like like i said we have at one point 30,000 of these yeah. per country and one of these alone like the the biggest one tested that the soviet union tested and blew up all the marshall islands or whatever um, was the was called the tsar bomba or whatever <laughs> And, um, which, wouldn't that be like King Bomb or something like that in Russian? Um, The power of that was 10 times more powerful than all of the ordnance dropped during World War II. That's insane. 10 times more, including the atom bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Hmm. So all of the ordnance combined, that one single bomb, that one single bomb could have won 10 World War IIs by itself. And it's just like, why do you need that? Right, right. I mean, that's, I mean, I I understand. I don't really understand. But like the atom bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, mm-hmm. those those got shit done quick and yeah. ended the war really damn fast. But why do we need something like a billion times bigger than right. that? Like, what do you what are you looking to blow up besides the entire world at that point? Right. Yeah, it's just like you know, you know, we made a big bomb. What if we made it? Bigger, right. <laughs> and I—I yeah. uh, I know we have the power to blow up a country, but what if we could blow up a continent? Right. Yeah. I mean, nobody would fuck with us if we could blow up an entire right. continent. I mean, and then to create thirty thousand of these things yeah, what's too. What's the
2: end game there? Th- right. There is no end game. It's just like, it. well,
1: I've got three thousand. What do you have? Well, I've got four thousand. What do you have? It's just a dick yeah. swinging contest, yeah. is all it turned into. Right. And that's kind of. What the, that whole uh, mutual assured destruction thing Mm
3: -hmm.
1: kind of put a stop to the constant recreate like creating, creating, creating because we got to the point where we we realized, you know, if they shoot shit at us, we're gonna shoot shit at them, and we're all gonna die, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter. So why do we need to keep make spending money on bombs because we have enough bombs (laughs) to to kill each other way too many times. Right. Um. So I got. I wanted to dig a little more into that mutually assured destruction because, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I have a few problems with this one. Uh, this is from the great Wikipedia, because I love Wikipedia. <laughs> <coughs> Mutual assured destruction, or MAD, ironically it's called MAD. It is ironic. It is MAD. Yes. Um, is a doctrine of military strategy and national security policy in which full-scale use of nuclear weapons by two or more opposing sides would cause complete annihilation of both sides, um, the attacker and the defender. It is based on the theory of deterrence, which holds that the threat of using strong weapons against the enemy prevents the enemy's use of those same weapons. The strategy is formed of Nash Equilibrium, in which one armed Or once armed, neither side has any incentive to initiate a conflict or to disarm. The term Mutual Assured Destruction, commonly abbreviated as MAD, was coined by Donald Brennan, a strategist um, in the Hernan-Hudson Institute in 62. Brennan came up with the acronym ironically, spelling out the British word MAD, to argue that holding weapons capable of destroying society was irrational or or madness. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's a few things I wanted to p- point out here. It says under MAD each side has enough nuclear weaponry to destroy the other side. Either side if attacked for any reason by the other would retaliate with equal or greater force. The expected result is an immediate irreversible escalation, escalation of hostilities resulting in both combatants mutual total and assured destruction. The doctrine requires that neither side constructs se- shelters on a massive scale. If one constructed a similar system of shelters, it violates the mad doctrine and destabilizes the situation because it would have less to fear from a second strike. The same principle is invoked against missile defense. So you can't build up your defenses no. more than the other country, and you can't have more shelters. Yes. That's dumb. <laughs> so this gets into this deeper— But because it talks about, like, the missile defense system, like the anti-ballistic missiles, Mm. we actually had a treaty with Russia that we would only have so much nuclear defense. Yeah. Because um, if we had too much defense that we could, like, rocket shooting down rockets more than them, then we have the advantage. So then um, there's not that mutual assured destruction. So we... We intentionally make treaties to keep us in the stage where we could both destroy I, each other. I think that's one that I would kind of lie about. <laughs> yes. They probably do.
0: Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where'd that defense missile come and from? <laughs> that
1: was actually the policy that, or the the treaty that Bush backed out of during the whole uh, um, scare of dirty bombs and shit so we okay. could build up some of our defenses. Because gotcha. it was starting to get more of less, less threat of Soviet Union or Russia, more threat of like rogue- right. Yeah. Terrorist groups blowing us up and, yeah. and, and <laughs> terrorist and groups don't care about mutually assured destruction. Putin and Bush were, were buddies and so Putin didn't care. Oh yeah, so. obviously. Um but <laughs> the shelter thing. Like I know in the sixties JFK was like, you know, we need to get shelters and all the houses pretty much, like enough shelters, Yeah. and, and he was going to dish out like millions to put shelters in all the communities and stuff. Well, part of it says they abandoned that because when we get these big-ass bombs, that can potentially blow up the whole world. The shelter's not going to do you any right. good anyway. Um, but my thoughts is, did they just abandon the shelter programs to— whole it's it's almost like we're hostages. we're hostages we're yeah. hostages in a bank robbery yeah it's like we are a human shield it's just yes. like you know if if we don't protect our own then um we are just as much at risk as being destroyed right. so That's they exactly so it. it's just like wait did we get a but this? but you you know where there's for sure a, a bunker or shelter where's that
0: in the basement of the White House. Oh, <laughs> so they don't yeah. care. Yeah. No,
1: And all the the people that made that decision, yeah. like, they you don't know have what, shelters. the only way to keep Russia at bay is to not shelter all our people. Right. So we're going to shelter ourselves. Obviously, we're going to shelter ourselves. The important ones. But well, they, not them. They don't
2: want us to feel safe. Right. Well,
0: yeah, no. exactly. I,
2: I mean, how could they? Uh,
0: how- although then they show the videos duck and cover under your school desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, those school desks, I mean... I I, we need to buy stock in those eighty school desks. Right there. I mean, (laughs) tuck your head between your legs, kiss your ass goodbye, and sit under a a school desk, and you'll be safe. Yeah. So, so do you think it's viable that we stick with this here, based on those things? I I barely Uh, scratched the surface because we are going to run out of time on this. Um, But uh, this whole concept of the the way to maintain world peace is to have enough bombs on both sides that we can right. both disseminate, like disintegrate each other yeah. has to at be. a moment's well, notice. It's got to be fair. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got to equally yeah, exactly. be able to destroy exactly. each other. Fair. Yeah, you <laughs> yes. have to let yourself get destroyed mm-hmm. a little bit. Yes. So so, what do you think? Do do we keep this kind of thing no, in place? No, that mm-hmm. doesn't even make
0: sense. Like it you said, you got it. You got to be able to protect yourself as a country.
1: So and and Russia's not the only dog out there. Mm-hmm. So no, not... not Turns into the problem, and this article gets—I'll post this article in the show notes, but this article gets into that. It's like, is it really viable now in today's world with, like, cyber espionage? Mm -hmm. Like, Russia could be, like, dismantling our bombs— while he's pointing bombs at us, so yeah. there that tips the scales towards him, so there's no longer—or or some outside force. North mm-hmm. Korea could be disabling—I right. right? don't know if North Korea can hack. <laughs> they don't even have internet, so probably not them, but <laughs> uh, China. There you China. go. Yeah, China can hack us right. through TikTok. Right. Which, through— <laughs> The president's daughter is probably on TikTok and oh, you know, somehow. Star. Or <laughs> yeah. Biden's on TikTok. Kamala Harris is on TikTok. Kamala is <laughs> definitely sure. she is definitely on TikTok. So again, I, I pretty much with today's technology that all kind of goes out the window because you're not gonna know that you're hacked until you go to hit that button and it doesn't fire. Right. Yeah. So that all goes out the window. So um yeah, I first of all I feel like Again, we're human shields in all of this, mm-hmm. and we never asked for you to make all those bombs in the first place. Right. But is there any coming? Is there any coming back now? Can you put that back no. in the the bag? No, I don't think so. Like, can because Obama? Remember, Obama came out and was on this push to like dismantle a bunch of them, right. and Russia's like, "Oh yeah, yeah we'll do that. No yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go first. Um, at the same time, one, <laughs> two, three, and Obama starts dismantling. They're like, "Look at that dumbass over there." Yeah. They're like, yeah. I mean, <laughs>
2: that's, that's I, you can't. There's no trust. You can't put that back. In no, the back. That's no. That's what it all. That's the nut of all of it. Yeah. So
1: I guess maybe this madness, this mad theory, maybe it <coughs> is what has kept the world from disintegrating. And then take that back, I guess, to what the U.N. Secretary General said that, oh, uh Putin could potentially like throw a small bomb over there with this theory that we've been kind of hanging on, on both sides, right. not building shelters for our people, not building. I mean, we can't, we couldn't based on the treaty build more than two defense sites. One yeah. was, um, the white house or like DC and the other was, uh, where in, I think South Dakota is where they have all like the silos and shit. Hmm. and Russia only had one or two in Moscow and somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So based on the treaty, we could only have two missile defense sites. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe this is what's been holding it together. But going back to what the Secretary General says, does Putin risk throwing like one dirty bomb when he knows there's a potential of sparking nuclear holocaust? No. I don't. I don't think so. I I mean, we made it... From 1945 mm-hmm. until 1991 when the, the Soviet Union dissolved without an incident between yeah. the two, I don't think he's going to put that at risk. Right. Like you said, if the threat's coming, it's going to come from a rogue state.
0: It's yeah. going to come from somebody who's who's not dealing in, oh, I'm going to limit my defenses sure. for you. <laughs> yeah. But but in, in the line of the, the mutually assured destruction, I mean, it, it's more than just— the nuclear part of it. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's also economically. It's also financially. It's almost... It, it's also, you know, food-wise. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about with Ukraine going down. Sure. You know, not being able to export. You know, it affects all kinds of African nations who can't get their food from Ukraine now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it affects the whole world.
1: Sure. No, I that's... Everything affects everything now. Right. I mean, there's no. So we're talking about the climate
2: aspect. Of yeah, the right. climate Absolutely. alone, and I, yeah, I've got a couple things, and you have some stuff. Food and farming, and yeah,
1: beer. and we'll we'll get into that in the second half. I want to talk about like the effects of, like you were saying, just a small nuclear mm-hmm. mishap, and then the effects of like a full scale nuclear yeah. war. I mean, there's. Yeah, can you even prep for something like that? No, you can't. So, not from what I was reading. Yeah, so uh, we'll get into a lot of those details. Um, It's about time for a break. We'll take a little bit early (laughs) break. She's ready for a break. (laughs) Um, We're gonna take four or five minutes, refresh your drink. We're gonna get into some, some more more stuff regarding nuclear war. I want to talk about some of the close calls that I had mentioned. Which India needs to be listening <laughs> very intently to it this. Was an accident. <laughs> we don't. We don't have room for accidents in this world. So we're going to talk about some close calls. We're going to talk about Switzerland has overly prepped for nuclear war, and we're yes. going to talk about can you prep for a war based on some of these. Uh, Like changes, like climate and global changes uh, that we'll dig into about if there was a nuclear war. So uh, give us four and five minutes, and we'll be right back to continue the shit show. We'll be right back. All right, and just like that, we're back. It's crazy that one extra mute button I have to push just throws me completely off. It's like I'm used to just like two mute buttons turn down the volume, and now it's like mute, mute, mute. I, I made sure I wasn't in mid-conversation uh, That's that good. <laughs> no
3: TikTok.
0: <laughs>
1: no TikTok conversation this time. So we are here. We've got Tabitha in the studio, and this is her first time podcasting, so be nice to her. Yeah, be nice. I, I guess so um she will take all your calls now yes yeah tabitha <laughs> we're gonna answer her, call call. her number one <laughs> we used to we did do call-ins for a bit but my yeah. computer gets so bogged down with everything i'm already running yeah. as you can see i'm running a yeah. lot of shit here so yeah um my computer is old which is crazy i got this when i started school and it seems like it's a new computer but school was a long right. time ago it, really is. it is now so, yeah, yeah. So we are talking uh, the fun-filled conversation of nuclear war. What do y'all think so far? Are you enjoying the conversation? I am, yes. Yeah? Yeah. You think we're on the brink of nuclear war? No. I, actually, to be honest, I think we're always on the brink of nuclear war. Yeah. I mean, they did say, I did see a report that North Korea is continuing to shoot missiles. They've shot yeah. like two this year. Right, yeah. And so I I think we always have that that threat there because you you just never know when that's going to happen or you never know when there's going to be because the problem when you get in like this whole mutual whatever we called it the mutual mutually assured assured destruction destruction, mad yeah the problem is everybody's on fucking edge all the time right and so the tiniest little thing could be right the oops that yeah. ends the world as we know it. So, when we all have thousands of nukes pointed at each other, and we're like, well, they're not going to do it because we'll shoot them back. Well, when there's like a blip on the radar yeah. that somebody's an idiot, it's like, oh, well, yeah, like, remember Hawaii? Remember yeah. Hawaii oh, yeah. like yep. four or five yes. years ago? Yes. Hawaii just went into like nuclear emergency, and then yeah. they're all of a sudden just like, oh, false alarm. Yeah. Sorry. My it's bad. like. That could have ended the world based on this, the shit that we're talking about today. That could have ended the world. Yes.
0: Did you ever see that movie uh, War Games? Uh, No. Was that
1: the one that they they played before uh, um, COVID-19 hit? Was that those? No, 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 no,
0: no, no. This is like Matthew
1: Broderick. This is like in the heat of the Cold War. Matthew Broderick.
0: Yeah, heat of the Cold War. Matthew Broderick and Ally Sheedy. Right, and this guy, uh, the scientist, had, had created this like AI, okay. and it was supposed to run the uh, the defense, like the missile defenses, right? Yep. Well, the kid accidentally hacks the system, and, <laughs> and thinks he's playing a game when he sets it up for geothermal <laughs> nuclear war, oh. and so then he gets brought in, and he has to like bring this compute, he has to rehack the computer and bring it down so it doesn't launch uh, a simulated nuclear war that Russia launches back and stuff. Holy so.
1: shit. You see, that, those are so the things. was 1984. So, <laughs> it's convenient. So those are the things that it's just like when we're constantly like, we yeah. got our finger on the button like Trump did or Kim Jong-un yeah. did or Vlad does. It's
2: just like, I mean, one little twitch. Everybody's yeah. always in fight or flight. Yeah, they, yeah. They, or, and yeah. they got to keep us that way too. F- I got a list of
1: the nuclear close calls that we've had. I didn't even we realize more. there was a list. There is a <laughs> list yeah, yeah, on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. You just got to okay. look on Wikipedia. Lister's, we can't nice. cover all of them, but I'm going to cover the best ones. And some of them <laughs> ten, some of them are going to sound like something that you heard out of a movie, straight out of a movie. It's just sure. like, really, that's how this almost happened? Huh. Uh, one in particular I'm going to save, but um, it's freaking bizarre, some of these. Uh, the first one I want to mention was uh, the suicide. The Suez Canal, or the Suez Crisis. Let me pull this one up. Like I said, this is from Wikipedia. It says, during the Suez Crisis, this was in uh, November of 1956, the North American Aerospace Defense uh, Command, or NORAD, received a number of simultaneous reports, including uh, unidentified aircraft over Turkey, Soviet MiG-15 fighters over Syria, a downed British... Canberra medium bomber and an unexpected maneuvers by Soviet backed or Soviet Black Sea fleet through the Dar- Dardanelles that appeared to signal a Soviet offensive. So <laughs> they saw all the shit going on at one time. Yeah, um, the unidentified aircraft over Turkey, the, the MiG fifteen fighter over Syria, the downed bomber in Britain and then all this other stuff. And they're like, wow, this is obviously going on the full offensive. So so one of the things I forgot to point out was in case of, like, with the whole mad or the mutually assured destruction, um, a first strike is going to be a total and complete strike because they're going to do their best to make sure that all of our defenses are taken out. Sure. All our nuclear weapons are taken out. So they're not going to just shoot like four right. or five nukes at us. They're going right. to shoot all of them at us sure. collectively, or at least like thousand of them yeah. to in order to make sure that we are um, disabled completely because otherwise it would just be... Mm-hmm. So then, again, looking back on, oh, what if he uses just one bomb? It... Right, yeah. The,
3: yeah, you the... got to
2: knock him out in the first half. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they, they, they see these odd movements across all these other various countries and they're like this is a a first strike this is Mm -hmm. like all the bombs coming at once or something um and that would include like subs shooting at us that would include like bomber planes hitting strategic targets and stuff all at the same time it would would take a lot of fucking planning first of all yeah so you know you want to know what that one was says, considering previous Soviet threats to use conventional missiles against France and the U.K., U.S. forces believe these events could trigger a NATO nuclear strike against the Soviet Union. In fact, all reports of Soviet action turned out to be erroneous, misinterpreted, or exaggerated. The perceived threat was due to a coincidental combination of events, including a wedge of swans over Turkey. Oh, my gosh. A fighter escort from Syria, so it's just wow. an escort, returning to Moscow. A British bomber brought down by mechanical issues. And a scheduled exercise of the Soviet fleet. They wow. just coincidentally all were going on at the same time. That's Shit. insane. But one of them being a wedge of swans. Right, that's the scariest And you wanted, one. To, you wanted to pull the trigger <laughs> based yes. on a, a flock of swans. Uh, that one was great. Uh, the next one I wanted to mention was... Um, This incident in Thule, Greenland, says radar equipment in Thule, Greenland mistakenly interpreted a moonrise over Norway as a large-scale Soviet missile launch. How does that work? (laughs) You should not be allowed to decide when there's nuclear threat if your equipment is mistaking a (laughs) moonrise for nuclear missile launch. That's crazy. Says upon receiving a report of a supposed attack, NORAD went on high alert. However, doubts about the authenticity of the attack arose due to the presence of Soviet leader uh, Nikita Khrushchev was in New York City at the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's said, a clever ruse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, you know it would be a great idea. Let's nuke the United States. Wow. The president's they, there. They'd never see it coming because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Khrushchev yeah, exactly. is there right now. Yeah. Um, another one I wanted to point out. This wasn't like an oops like that, but this was a... Potential like catastrophic event for the United States Was uh, that incident in Goldsboro, North Carolina mm-hmm. Where a B-52 carrying three to four megaton bombs oh, yeah. Broke up in midair Dropping its payload in the mm-hmm. process The pilot in command uh, ordered the crew to eject at 9,000 feet uh, Five of them successfully ejected or bailed out And landed safely Another ejected but did not survive And two died in the crash Says information declassified in 2013 showed that only one single switch prevented the bomb from detonating and oh, spreading geez. fire over a wide area. So, wow, one mechanical switch, physical switch. Can you imagine them nuking their own North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it Oops. says one simple low voltage switch stood between the United States and a major catastrophe, and that it seemed credible that a short circuit in the arm. Arm line during midair breakup of the aircraft could have resulted in a nuclear explosion. What year was that? <clears throat> 1961. But Jeez. I remember when they declassified this I back remember in 2013. That too, yeah. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, those bombs are probably down in the water somewhere. <laughs> so we got that to look forward to. <laughs> Excuse me. What about this October 27th? So the, <laughs> these were pretty prominent. We had November of 61, then. October 25th of 62 during because this was the Cuban yeah. Missile Crisis. The best one that I like is this story here of October 27th of 62. because the Cuban Missile Crisis, I didn't realize it was only like a couple of weeks. yeah. It was like a couple of weeks of, hey, we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. Probably everybody probably aged 30 years in that two <laughs> weeks, but um, it was only a couple of weeks. But it says, at the height of the Cuban Missile Crisis, Soviet patrol submarine B-59 almost launched a nuclear-armed torpedo while under harassment by American naval forces. One of several vessels surrounded by American destroyers near Cuba dove to avoid detection was unable to communicate with Moscow for a number of days. Um, It says the U.S. ship began dropping practice charges to signal the B-59 to surface. However, the captain of the Soviet submarine and its uh, Zampolit took these to be real depth charges. So what they don't point out here, and I read a whole article about this guy single-handedly hand, single saved the world through judgment, This okay. one of these submarine uh, pilots, because it took, like, three of them they had to make the decision to okay. launch. Well, this sub was supposed to, after the U.S. blockaded Cuba... Mm-hmm. Because they had missiles and shit. This sub was like patrolling around Cuba and basically had orders. If the motherland is attacked, or if your sub is attacked, you n- launch this nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. Well, they were spotted, so they dove down really deep and temperatures got to like 120 degrees in there. Jeez. They weren't even able to like use their their scope thing because they're so deep. There was no mm-hmm. communication and shit. Well, all of a sudden they see these charges dropping and like i said there were practice charges to signal them to come to the surface and get right. the hell out of there but they took that as they were under attack and they assumed at that point that the country was under attack so right. two out of the three were like let's launch this bitch and the yeah. last guy was like maybe we should wait on this let this guy's name <laughs> it says uh it says, with low batteries affecting the sub's life support system and unable to make contact with Moscow, the commander uh, feared that the war had already begun and ordered the use of the 10-kiloton nuclear torpedo against the American fleet. The had agreed, but the chief of staff of the flotilla, who's the second in command, uh, Vasily Ark- Arkhipov... Refused permission to launch. He convinced the captain to calm down, surface, and make contact with Moscow for new orders. On the same day, an American U 2 spy plane was shot down over Cuba, and another U uh, 2 flown by US Air Force captain um, strayed 300 miles into Soviet airspace. <laughs> Again, those accidents Oops. that shouldn't happen, yeah. Despite orders to avoid Soviet airspace by at least <clears throat> 100 miles. Uh, it's just all these incidences mm-hmm. all in the same day, pretty much. But basically that guy, I mean, imagine that judgment call when you are right. down there for days, can barely have enough oxygen to breathe. Yeah. And it's 120 fucking degrees down right. there. And it's just like, you know, if we just set this thing off, we can all yeah. go home. Right. right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the one guy was just like, no, no, yeah. we, we, we're we not going to do this yeah. because um, I understand the implications of this. I don't know if you guys do. Right. Yeah. I got family here. Right. So
0: that cool actually story, though. It is. That. They actually made it into a movie. Really? And well, they Americanized it, of course. Mm. It's called oh, Crimson course. Tide. It's got Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington in it. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's the same thing. They're down deep. They don't know what's going on. They think they're in the middle of the war, and they're trying to decide if they should launch or not. And
1: it's like they have no way to know right. if they're in the middle of the war. And, again, they could be going delusional. Yeah. Um, their decision-making abilities, it's like why I would never want to be put in that position. It's mm. like... You got to make the decision, hey, all out nuclear war and destroy the whole planet. Yeah. So we really should think about who we put in charge of that. Right. That that responsibility. Yeah. And then you have this story here. This one is my favorite. In April of 1969, after the 1969 EC-121 shootdown incident, F-4 Phantom fighter jets at Huntsman air base were ordered to load b61 nuclear bombs and begin planning and preparations for a nuclear strike against the democratic people's republic of korea or north korea Hmm. so they they got orders to load these nukes and get ready to head for korea Hmm. after a few hours the order to stand down was given the jet never took off do you want you want to know what happened you'll never guess Reportedly, President Richard Nixon was drunk when he gave the order for a nuclear attack against North Korea.
0: Shit. Really? Wow. Yes. He's like,
1: bomb those fuckers. I don't give a shit. Just bomb (laughs) them all. Just send them all to the abyss. Who fucking cares? Wow. The order to stand down was given on the advice of Henry Kissinger, surprisingly That is surprising Well, he was just like, well, if we end the war too fast yeah, We right. can't make as much money We don't want to yeah. end the war that fast we got to keep this thing going
0: Jeez So That's crazy
1: And this is 1969, wasn't The Korean War was long over mm. by then We were in Vietnam yeah. So yeah. He, he forgot what war he we forgot, were in Yeah, where we were at <laughs> He's just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it <laughs> Fuck Korea you're like, what, sir? We're you not mean, in Korea You mean I'm Vietnam, sure. right? Uh, Oh, did I stutter? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Again, another instance where certain people should not have that responsibility. (laughs) And that's, I mean, we've all heard rumors that they didn't give the nuclear codes to Biden because of his his mental issues there. yeah. But I I did see other reports that he was, like, uh, Nixon was battling depression and stuff at the time. It's like, I mean... We, if we have certain mental issues, we can't go out and buy guns, but the, the president of the United right. States can have the power to blow up the entire world. Yeah. It's like, it, you, you got to mentally reevaluate the president yeah. from time to time because...
0: It also makes you think, like, I, I
1: guess when you, you're president, you can't get drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> well, I mean, you would think because that that should be in the fine print. Like, uh, right, yeah. You're not allowed to drink. It's like, fuck yeah. you. It's like, well, you're not getting the coats. So I mean, you choose one or the other. Do you <laughs> right. like alcohol more? Or do you like the nuclear codes? <laughs> I think that's a fair trade-off. To yeah, me. right, no doubt. Um, a couple other ones. This was a really interesting one here because this one was in your lifetime. This was 1983. This was okay. a couple of years before me. I were you around? I'm not going to ask your age because no, I'm 42. I was okay. born in 79. All right, so you were alive too. Holy shit. Yep. Nope. Um, <laughs> So, you were alive during this one, and this was one of the almost biggest oopses, too. And it came down to one guy saying, let's hold off on this. So, this says, um, (laughs) hang on just a second. Am I in the right one? It says, several weeks after downing of Korean Airlines flight 007 over Soviet airspace, a satellite early warning system near Moscow reported the launch of... One American Minuteman ICBM, soon after it reported five missiles had been launched, con- convinced that a real American offensive would involve many more missiles, Lieutenant Colonel Stanislav Petrov of the Air Defense Force refused to acknowledge the threat as legitimate and continued to convince his superiors that it was a false alarm until he could be he could confirm it by ground radar. Wow. So they thought they saw, like, five nuclear missiles coming out. of yeah. Based on what we said about... Like first strike capabilities. Like right. you're gonna take them all. Yeah. You're gonna take them all down. He's like, No freaking moron would only shoot five right. missiles yeah. at us. He's like, Let's just hold off because Yeah. I mean, this could be a glitch. And it turned out it was just a wow. glitch. So um, so that guy saved the world himself. Yeah, no doubt. So two Russians actually are the two that have single-handedly saved the world from destruction. Yet we have we think the Russians are the ones that are out to right. start a nuclear war. I'd be more scared mm. of drunk freaking presidents than <laughs> of the Russians at this point. Right. So again, that's like super recent, but mm. I mean, there's been incidences all the way up as early, as recent as 1995. Apparently, I was say, what's the most recent? Yeah. Well, aside from the Alex Jones incident <laughs> right. yeah. in 2000, yeah. yeah, where he said. Uh, Vladimir Putin launched missiles at us. Um, 1995 is the most recent they have here, and it says, President Russian President Boris Yeltsin became the first world leader to activate the Russian nuclear briefcase after Russian radar systems detected the launch of what was later determined to be a Norwegian uh, black branch Seven or 12 research rocket. I don't know my hmm. Roman numerals that great. So it was a research rocket that was sent to study the Northern Lights. Oh, and Boris Yeltsin and the Russians thought they were launching something. So he activated the briefcase and it turned out to be nothing. And he's like, fucking Norway. I never <laughs> expected it. <laughs> it's like, I just want to know, is it still a briefcase? Is yeah, it right. Still? Yeah, is it? Is it- Says Russian ballistic missile submarines were put on alert in preparation for a possible retaliatory strike. When it came clear the rocket did not pose a threat to Russia and was not part of a larger attack, the alarm was canceled. Russia was, in fact, one of a number of countries earlier informed of the launch. Jeez. I was gonna say, you think they would like pass this on to right, like yeah. neighboring states yeah. to be like, look, we're gonna launch a rocket, yeah. but don't, don't worry, don't freak
0: out. <laughs> it's just looking at the northern lights.
1: Apparently, they did warn Russia. <laughs> <laughs> But the information had not reached the radar operators. Oh, my gosh. Lack of communication. I mean, a lot. this goes back to what I was saying. Like, a little oops could yeah. create a really big freaking right. problem. Like, devastating to the entire planet-sized problem. So, so when you get, again, back, we, we can't keep beating up India over this, but seriously, <laughs> seriously, you can't shoot rockets into other countries accidentally because right. what if that had been a nuclear rocket <laughs> but when you got russians that are like oh they're only shooting five so it's probably right, yeah. not a problem again that lends credit cre- credence to me thinking that vladimir putin's not going to shoot one freaking rocket right. into ukraine yeah he's not that stupid
0: yeah i hope He'd have to take out ukraine he'd have to take out the u.s he'd have to take out probably <laughs> israel france england And all the NATO sites that we talked about.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like a mass strategy to Mm -hmm. take them all out at once. Yeah. Otherwise, there's going to be retaliatory. And and plus, how many how many nuclear subs? Well, that's what I was going to say. We got silos. We got a huge country here. Yeah. Russia's huge country. We got silos spread out. Right. We've got subs spread out. Yeah. We've got bombers in foreign countries like you said we got nukes just sitting on other soil that's pointed at them it's like it would be damn near impossible to take them all out in one yeah and so this first strike take them all out capacity just isn't really viable now so and and a lot of them from what i was reading too have like kind of a fail safe launch thing so even if they all were taken out or all the controls were taken out um there would be contingency plans, as you oh, see in the right, movies, I'm where sure. nukes would still, even if we are all dead, right. nukes would still blow them all up, too. So it's just not really a viable solution no. anymore. I I mean, I don't know what the solution would be to this. Like we said, you can't put it back in the bag at right. this point. Yeah, You can't put busted biscuits back in a tube. <laughs> it just doesn't work. <sighs> so I guess let's move on a little bit here. I did. I mentioned I wanted to talk about Switzerland because yeah. I had asked you: Do you, is there any prepping for this at all? Because I yeah, mean, we've I, seen that the bombs, mm. the amount of bombs, the yeah. size of the bombs. I mean, you really, can you prep for that? Right. Switzerland seems to think otherwise. At least during the Cold War, um, it says why Switzerland is preparing for the big one. This is from Zero Hedge. It's one of my favorite sources. Says a nuclear fallout shelter for all nine million residents in Swiss- Switzerland. Why the country has been preparing for nuclear war for decades and what residents are expected to do in the event of one. So, I mean, they're, like, super fucking prepared for this. Right. Says, after Russia's attack this week on Ukrainian power plant in Zaporizhia.
3: <laughs> that's that's what I'm beautiful. Going that yes. was beautiful
1: The Swiss <laughs> government reassured residents That the country is prepared for every kind of attack Even a nuclear one With fallout shelters for every resident of Switzerland See, that's why We shouldn't be part of this mad agreement Because right. we should I mean, we're the top country in the world Why don't we have enough mm-hmm. shelters For all our residents right. Yes, we do have more than 9 million resi- residents But yeah. still it Says neutrality is no guarantee against radioactivity was the government slogan that went around at the beginning of the Cold War. I like that. (laughs) Neutrality is no guarantee against radioactivity. (laughs) They should make t-shirts for that. (laughs) Um, Was a slogan that went around at the beginning of the Cold War to fund the building of fallout shelters. A law was passed quickly after the every inhabitant must have a protected place that can be reached quickly from his place of residence, and apartment block owners are required to construct and fit out shelters in all new dwellings. So that that was passed back in the Cold War for Switzerland. So instead of building basements there, they built fallout shelters. Nice. Says this bunker must either be built into one's home or apartment building, or residents can pay a special tax to secure a space in a communal shelter. That's smart. I mean, it's kind of like... Toll bridges. You have a right. toll shelter. It's yeah. like, well, I don't want to build my own, so I'll pay yeah. uh, a fee to get, to stay alive. Uh, it's kind of like universal health care. You either right. have health care you pay Obama for health care right. and pay out the ass, but this actually helps people live. <laughs> but these shelters are not typical basements or even what you would use during a tornado. They are built at least three, three meters below ground, so that's about nine feet for you Americans out there. Uh, And the walls are made of several-centimeter-thick concrete. The doors lock with an airtight seal, and ventilation does not allow deadly nuclear toxins. I think the ventilation would be the most money out of all this. Yeah, Yeah, concrete's expensive, but the ventilator would be insane. It also prevents carbon monoxide poisoning. Shelters are built to be able to withstand a 12-megaton explosion within 700 meters of the blast. These are the basements that they're supposed to forced to put in all homes in apartment buildings. That's awesome. That's a that's a bunker. I wish I had one of those. No doubt. The largest shelter was constructed at the height of the fallout shelter building boom in the 70s. Up to 20,000 people could take refuge in the Sonneberg Tunnel in Lucerne. That is mm. a lot of people. In what I would get uh, claustrophobic as shit. Mm-hmm. On the floor above the tunnel was constructed a small hospital with an operating room a radio broadcasting station and a control center to help survivors get back on their feet however in 2006 most of the infrastructure was dismantled as nuclear war became less and less of a reality now they're like shit why didn't they take that like, apart damn it.
3: <laughs>
2: And how, and how many nuclear weapons did Swiss
1: have? Uh none. No, I don't none. think. None. No, because they're, they're
2: spending all their money on that. On yeah, ah.
1: they they understand that to having a couple isn't Swiss going to help them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so
1: it goes on and says Switzerland is not the only country that's prepared for anything. In Sweden, why is it all these like Nordic countries? In Sweden, there is a shelter for about eighty percent of the population, and seventy percent in Finland. I mean, yeah. they are—they don't want to fight. Yeah, yeah, they're just like leave us fucking alone. Yeah. We're going to go hide underground. Yeah. In Austria, about 30% have fallout shelters, and in Germany, only 3% are covered. Outside <laughs> Europe, fallout shelters are common in newer construction p- projects in India, China, Singapore, and South Korea. That should tell you something. Right. Uh, but none of their figures exceed 50% of the population. It says, but do we need these? Again, and We don't have to read this whole article, but it goes into how to prep your bunker, if you were to have a bunker. So, So in case you're wondering... If you want to prep your bunk your nuclear fallout bunker, this is what you should have. So as my I made my way down uh to my own bomb shelter last week in the basement of my apartment building in Geneva. I found two of my neighbors sorting through bottles of wine and ski equipment. <laughs> I feel like those. I mean, the wine would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I mean, you might have to ski down like soot. If some there's point.
2: no cars, you might need the skis. Yeah, That's I mean, true. it's just yes. going to be a
1: blanket of ash. You could <laughs> ski down the ash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the neighbor says, "Time to fill it again, right?" It says, one must be prepared for everything, his wife replied, going about her work stacking canned foods. I nodded in agreement, trying to look Swiss. <laughs> if the Swiss are the most organized and prepared people on Earth, and I believe this is true after le- living here for eight years, then stocking your nuclear bunker is the height of being Swiss. And no worries about trying to figure out what goes in your bunker. The government has a list for you. Oh, they nice. got a list of what to stock for wow. you. According to the Federal Office for Economic Supply, residents should be expected to stay in their bunkers up to five days in the event of nuclear war. Every bunker should include nine liters of water per person. That's a lot of water. I don't drink a liter of water in five days. (laughs) A week's worth of food uh, for every person, medicine of all sorts, potassium iodine tablets, which is what, like, protects your... Right. uh, I think it's your... Is it your pituitary, or is it... What's this gland right here? Uh. It's just ty- ty- thyroid. Yeah, thyroid. it protects your thyroid because um, your thyroid will absorb all that the, yeah, the, the radiation. iodine radi- yeah. radiation and so it can only hold so much mm. so if you overdose on potassium iodide then it's not going to absorb yeah. that. It says a flashlight and extra batteries, a radio and blankets or a sleeping bag. And it says while one shelter should be stocked, all Swiss h- homes are advised to have at least two months' worth of food stockpiled, according to the Swiss government. So this is like imagine our government that's like, guys, don't panic, go, don't go out, and panic buy. Right. That in yeah. Swiss is like, dude, definitely, yeah, you definitely, definitely go panic buy. Out of it. <laughs> like <laughs> panic as hard as you want because this shit could happen at any point. It
0: could happen now.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they do like live drills and it's just like, all right, right everybody yeah. in the bunker. And yeah, right. Everybody Everybody goes Everybody's in and, like, out, oh, crying oh, just, just and false like... alarm, false alarm.
0: So, but good good, good reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: good says, time. a week after the First World War began, Swiss store shelves emptied of rice, coffee, and canned food. So the Swiss government had introduced rationing. Uh, during World War II, protester Kerry Banner, Banner's reading, hoarding, hoarding is a betrayal of our homeland, but citizens continue to buy too much and cause panic. At the end of the war, the government mandated that every household stockpile two kilograms of sugar, a liter of oil, two kilograms of rice, and a kilogram of pasta. So basically, it's like, so we don't have all this panic buying during mm-hmm. a crisis. Just go out and f- you you have yeah. a, you will stock this or or you get taxed is what it sounds like. It's <laughs> just like, you know, y- you should be stockpiling. And yeah. we've talked about stockpiling. Right. Not During a crisis, but long before a crisis, because during it is not the opportune time. But apparently there is one smart country out there that Mm -hmm. actually mandates that That, they stockpile and mandated that they had bunkers to stock. (laughs) So do you you think um, with all that, do you think that's a smart idea? Would you say that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. How much two months of food will get you after a nuclear war? I was gonna war. say, is it
1: <laughs> how helpful in reality
0: is it going to be? I, I think it probably keeps people in a positive mindset, thinking that mm-hmm. they're they're prepared if something were to happen sure and I, I don't think it would actually help them in the long run if something should happen but
2: right you feel better when you have a half tank yeah yeah rolling on e you know what i mean right right
1: yeah. right yeah i always roll on e. now <laughs> nowadays <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't afford to have a half tank i mean we're not rich tabaco <laughs> we don't we don't do this half tank bullshit I got a quarter right now yes so <laughs> Before we get into like the total effect of full blown nuclear war, I have to read this article here, because I I think it's safe to say that we probably can't be prepared. But um, yes, well we'll hear more about it. But before I get into it, I had to read this article. This actually came out this in two thousand eleven. Really glass half full article. <laughs> yes, this. I mean this. Yeah, this is the optimistic side yeah. of nuclear war. But this actually this has been circulating Twitter and stuff all this since the Russia thing kicked off, but this actually came out in 2011 on the Hmm. Huffington Post. It is titled, Could a Small Nuclear War Reverse Global Warming? (laughs) How naive do you have to be? Yeah, right. It's like, you know, I heard (laughs) that nuclear fallout Blocks out the sun, which I mean, they're, they talk about. Bill Gates was talking about artificially blocking oh, the yeah, sun. Oh right, yeah, right. So why Bill Gates doesn't even have to spend any money if we just get Russia to drop right. a small nuclear, yeah, a couple, that's all a it couple takes. bombs, block out the sun for a little yeah. bit. Uh, things start to cool off. Um, <laughs> everything's great, right? Right. So, I just want to read a couple, a little bit of this because it says. Scientists from NASA and a number of other institutions have recently been modeling the effects of war involving 100 Hiroshima-level bombs, or just 0.03% of the world's current nuclear arsenal, according to National Geographic. The research suggests 5 million metric tons of black carbon would be swept up into the lowest portion of the atmosphere. The result, according to NASA, climate models could actually be global cooling says, in NASA climate models, this carbon then absorbed solar heat and, like, a hot air balloon quickly lofted even higher, where the soot would take much longer to clear from the sky. While the global cooling caused by the superpower-on-superpower war could be catastrophic, hence the term nuclear winter, a small-scale war could have an impact on the world climate, says National Geographic. Models suggest that though the world is currently in a warming trend, small scale war could lower global temperatures 2.25 degrees Fahrenheit for two to three years. I mean, that's positive right there. We Brain. should definitely do it. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> oh, in more tropical areas, it could be reduced by 5.4 to 7.2 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. So. Huh. It's good. I mean, just reverse global warming. All we got to do is drop a couple new, right? Yeah. And it obviously it's going to be on some small peasant third world oh, country right. because it, yeah. I mean, they're the ones that are too dumb to take birth control anyway. Right. And they're the ones eating up all the resources and they're right. not smart enough That's to not, not really have babies land
0: anyway.
2: So. Well, the Swiss are prepared. So maybe yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they might take, look, one, one, for on the they they take one for the like, team. They would. I think they would. Like just blow us up here. We got this. They're very shit. compliant.
1: Like we've been meaning to test our bunkers anyway. <laughs> we got this. Just <laughs> uh, <does>, I mean, <laughs> I feel like this is a Babylon Bee article. I mean, can, yeah, right, right, right. I mean, yes, it is Huffington Post, so yes. it's not much better. Yeah. But but yeah, it's can like, you be more naive? Yeah, exactly. Like, even yeah. just that title. Even if you're being sarcastic, it's just like. Are you yeah. a fucking moron? Yeah. And some other article came out. I, can't, I think it was the Atlantic, maybe this week, and it was like nuclear war would be uh, catastrophic uh, to humanity and devastate, and it would devastate climate change. And it's just like who fucking at that point, yeah, who right. fucking cares yeah, exactly. about climate change? Yeah. Who really cares yeah. if the world even burns up? Because the world is literally burning up and right. i think the least of our worries is climate change Two after degrees. a couple bombs has dropped so um all that to lead up to the impact yeah of nuclear holocaust nuclear right. war nuclear winter whatever we're calling what do what do we want to call it here uh i'll, I'll
0: go nuclear winter.
1: Nuclear, yeah, winter nuclear winter you just like winter soldier is what it reminds you of and you're a nerd so <laughs> no, i didn't think of that at <laughs> all,
3: actually.
1: So this article is from allianceforscience.com. It rhymes. Allianceforscience.com. And I, you, you're digging through notes. Yeah, so. because
0: I got that one too. You're like, yes. <laughs>
1: you, you got allianceforscience.com. Yes. Tabitha, did you have allianceforscience.com? I did not bring an article. You, you did not do your homework. <laughs> I specifically I said- I
2: did. I read everything you sent me. I, I did. <laughs> I most did. of it was just Wait, the bullshit. Wait, I you stuff? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, most, well, I got a prequel.
1: I used to send you stuff too. Yes. But on your first time, your first—that's thats your yes, guy. yes. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so this one's titled "What the Science Says: Could Humans Survive a Nuclear War Between NATO and Russia?" So think about these things, and then go back to, oh, it could it could reverse climate change. Right. Let Let's just see how much it would reverse climate. Yes, it would cool the world. Save the yeah. turtles. <laughs> Definitely gonna <laughs> save the turtles. <laughs> Russian leader Vladimir Putin has suggested that he will. He would consider using nuclear weapons if confronted with a NATO military response in Ukraine. Did he say that? Did no. he actually say that? No. Says if the war spreads to a NATO country like Estonia or Poland, a direct U.S.-Russian confrontation would take place with a clear danger of runaway nuclear escalation. Uh, let's get into because it talks about the. Nuclear inventories. That mm-hmm. we've already covered all this stuff. It talks about Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. We yeah. know when the first bombs were dropped. We we get it. Let's talk about these studies. It talks about the the limited nuclear conflict, which was uh, they studied what just one hundred warheads would do. Which, like we said, there's like what do we say like eight thousand total? Right, thirteen thousand. Uh, thirteen thousand globally, I guess. Yeah. So it says, prior to the Ukraine war, it seemed very unlikely that the superpowers would confront each other again. So many researchers turned to study the impacts of a more limited nuclear conflict. So this would be like if a reactor exploded or if Kim Jong-un decided to lose his fucking mind. It says, one study published two years ago looked at the likely impacts of a nuclear exchange of about 100 Hiroshima-sized detonations on the most populated urban areas of India and Pakistan. Why India and (laughs) Pakistan? God damn it. I guess it is as likely as we keep joking around about. It's just like fucking India and Pakistan. I
0: mean, again, we give money to India and Pakistan so they don't use their nukes. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, we miss a payment. (laughs) I guess. It's like,
1: well, sorry, um, debt collectors coming in the form of a nuclear (laughs) explosion. Uh, so did we almost miss a payment and right as they're hitting the button, um, they paid it, they called it in and then they're just (laughs) like, oops, I accidentally hit the button. Is that Um, what happened? Okay. We got one coming, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, the checks in the mail, we promise. (laughs) Well, maybe they shot the one non-nuclear missile as kind of like the warning as the, um, the loan shark is just like. Yeah. about to break right, your kneecaps, yeah. but like pulls back yeah. and just breaks your toe instead. It says, each detonation was estimated to incinerate an area of 13 square kilometers with the scenario generating about five uh, teragrams of soot as smoke from wildfires and burning buildings entered the atmosphere. So this is small scale. Yeah, right. Super small scale. Relatively. Direct human deaths in this limited, quote-unquote, scenario are not quantified in the study, but would presumably number in the tens of to hundreds of millions planetary impacts are also severe as soot reaches the stratosphere it circulates globally blocking incoming solar radiation and dropping the earth's surface by 1.8 degrees celsius in the first five years there you go reversing global warming that's Mm -hmm. good right? right fantastic yeah so we we reverse global warming to save the planet right right Listen right. to this. It says this would be a greater cooling than caused by any recent volcanic eruptions and more than any climate perturbation for at least a thousand years. Rainfall patterns are drastically altered and total precipitation declines by about 8%. So we already have like drought and famine, which they're saying is caused by the global warming. Yeah. So let's cool off the world and precipitation drops by 8%. Right said this result comes from widely used climate models of the same types used to project long-term impacts of greenhouse gas. Food exports collapse as stocks are depleted within a single year, and by year four, a total of 1.3 billion people face a loss of a fifth of their current food supply. The researchers conclude that a regional conflict using less than 1% of the worldwide nuclear arsenal could have adverse consequences for global food security unmatched in modern history. So, Save the world, we just starve a bunch of people to death, right. which in turn I guess would save the world more because there's less people to like breathe and shit so um maybe that's what they want I don't know a depopulation. Well, do you, right you got anything else on the the minor one there
0: in your uh, notes well um we had talked about the, what like friends it gives an example of Iowa mm-hmm. right yeah
1: yeah, that comes in the the full full blown yeah um the full blown scenario where uh yeah. It says, 2008 study looked at Russia and U.S. nuclear war scenario, which Russia would target 2,200, which is about... Remember, we talked their active capacity. That's about their active capacity on Western countries, and the U.S. targets 1,100 weapons on China and Russia. In total, 4,400 warheads detonated, equivalent to roughly half the current inventories held by Russia and the U.S. Mm -hmm. Nuclear weapons held by other states were not used in the scenario which has 440 megaton explosive yield, about uh, 150 times all the bombs detonated in World War II. So just the weapons held by not those two yeah, power right. states is 150 World War IIs. Yeah, Full-scale nuclear war was estimated to cause 770 million direct deaths and generate 180 tetragrams of soot from burning cities and forests. In the U.S., about half the population would be within five kilometers of ground zero. So this is why I don't feel the need to necessarily prep yeah, for a right. nuclear explosion, yeah. because 50% of us are going to be within right. three miles of Ground Zero, so we're all yeah. we're all going to burn to death before we even have time to hit those like right. mud month, yeah. month, month stock any or anything. City
2: with a nuclear power plant.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which fortunately they shut ours off. But does Russia know that though? <laughs> did did we? Maybe we should send out a cable. Yeah, we'll like, a message. We don't have one here anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they shut that down. They're turning into a solar farm. We are retarded. You yeah. don't have to. Yeah, you right. don't have to nuke yeah. us. And <clears throat> yeah. he's like, well, I'm not going to blow up the solar farms because they're not doing shit anyway. So. Yeah. So it says, subsequent study published in 2019 looked at a comparable but slightly lower uh, 150-tetragram atmospheric soot injection followed by equivalent-scale nuclear war. The devastation caused so much smoke that only 30 to 40% of sunlight reached the Earth's surface for the subsequent six months. This is what you're talking about. A massive drop in temperature follows, with the weather staying below freezing throughout the subsequent northern hemisphere summer. In Iowa, for example, which, why did they pick why they pick Iowa? Because it's in the middle. In Iowa, for example, the model shows temperatures staying below zero degrees Celsius, or 32 degrees. here, So below mm-hmm. freezing for 730 days straight. Your wife would love this. She would be, yes. She would be, well. Skiing on the ashes. Yes.
2: <laughs> See, she's the one with the skis. <laughs> below freezing
1: for two freaking years. Like, no, you complain no. about the six months winter we get now. Right. I know. Two years straight below freezing, and it says there is no growing season at all. This is true nuclear winter, nor is it just a short blip. It says temperatures still drop below freezing in the summer for several years after. So imagine that. even Yeah, that's after, what I'm saying. Even having e- like
0: two months of food.
1: Even after the two yeah. years, once it gets back above freezing, it's still dipping below, and yeah. I, you ain't growing no crops right. when it's frosting every freaking night for- yeah. How many years did it say? Uh, For several years after. It says precipitation falls by half by years three and four. It takes over a decade for anything like climatic normality to return to the planet. So you better have a decade, 10 years worth of food stocked up. And it's just not really all that plausible. By
0: by this time, most of Earth's human population will be long dead. The world's food production would crash by more than 90% causing, causing global famine. With that would kill billions by starvation, in most countries less than a quarter of the population survives by the end of year two in the scenario. Global fish stocks are decimated and the ozone layer collapses. So
1: a quarter of us might survive. Yeah, and they're mostly Swiss, Swiss people. <laughs> yeah. The people they're of Switzerland is right. the quarter. Yeah, they're all good. Mm-hmm. They're like, guys, we had we all told this. You. We warned you. <laughs> Says the models are eerily specific in 4,400. If in the 4,400 warhead. Soot nuclear war scenario averaged over the subsequent five years, China sees a reduction of food calories of 97%, France by 97%, Russia by 99.7, UK by 99.5, and the US by 98.9%. So virtually all the food is gone. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh maybe that's good for climate change because there won't be all the people. Right. And it can just start right. out. That'd start be out the over. that all would right. be the great reset. Yeah, That would definitely be the definition of a great reset.
0: But like in the the small nuclear war, right, Mm -hmm. the India-Pakistan, okay, it says um, researchers report that an India-Pakistan nuclear war could lead to crops failing in dozens of countries, devastating food supplies for more than one billion people. Other research reveals that a nuclear winter would dramatically alter the chemistry of the oceans uh, and probably decimate coral reefs and other marine ecosystems. These results spring from the most comprehensive efforts yet to understand how a nuclear conflict would affect the whole Earth. So So even the fish would
1: fucking die. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like they're not saving anything.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) when you get naive articles like the Huffington Post saying, oh, a small-scale nuclear war. It might be okay. It might be. I mean, would (laughs) that be a bad thing? Yeah. Would that be be bad? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, it would. (laughs) says even the 150. Because it asks if humans would go extinct. It says right. even if <coughs> even the hundred fifty tetragram soot nuclear war scenario is orders of magnitude less than the amount of smoke and particles put in the atmosphere by the asteroid that hit the earth to end the Cretaceous <coughs> period. So it's saying yeah. it's still way smaller than that. So and species survive somehow through that. So it's basically yeah. saying it implies that some humans would survive eventually to repopulate the planet. And a species-level extinction of Homo sapiens is unlikely, even after a full-scale nuclear war.
0: What would they be like, though? Yeah.
1: I mean... Monsters. I was going to say,
0: crawling out of that, I mean,
1: yeah, it's... Deformed from the radiation, or just, I mean...
0: You'd have to—any Survivors would have to come from cannibalism.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, just uh, let—you'd have to go back to basic barbaric yeah. uh, mentality, like animalistic mentality, just to survive that. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch the the show 100, where yeah. the nuclear—that was the other one I forgot about. Oh, okay. Uh, that was one of my favorite, like, nuclear holocaust-type ones. They, like, send this spaceship station up because— the world was all about to explode and there's a hundred survivors up there or there's like a bunch of survivors, but they send a hundred kids like yeah. teenagers down a hundred years later.
2: Can, I know what show you're talking about. Yeah. A hundred yeah. years.
1: Like they're supposed to be up there a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And it was like 70 years later or something. They were going to send kids down to see if it's okay. Cause they were like delinquents and shit and people actually survived down there. But these people are like freaking animals. Yeah. They're freaking yeah. savages. And, cannibals yeah. and shit and that's exactly how it would be if if mm-hmm. the human race is to survive it's not going to look like the human race we see now right. yeah. and it probably won't um progress back to what we see now because i mean yeah. progression can branch off in any direction Absolutely. based on whatever i mean shit the people that survive might be eaten by whatever freaking <laughs> mutant I mean, right
2: honestly though think about the people that would even be able to survive that you yeah. know what i mean i want to be americans on. well and yeah. i mean generationally like yeah I mean, maybe the Russians. Yeah. A lot uh, of people don't even know how to do any right. have any survival skills. Yeah. Yeah. no I survival mean. skills. I I know I several full
1: grown. I know yeah. several full grown adults <clears throat> that don't know how to start a fucking fire. Correct. Without, that's my point. Without yeah. gasoline. That's my point. Right. And it's just like
2: that's that's a basic. There's people skill. that have never been camping, slept in a tent. Yes. Had, you know, had to boil water. Yeah. yeah. None, None nothing. Nothing. So, yeah. uh, it's probably not going to
1: be. Americans that survive this, right. unless it's like the the crazy guys up in like the Ozarks, that right? Are yeah, whatever the Smoky right. Mountains that have been prepping for this for years yeah. and like fight grizzly bears and shit. Maybe <laughs> those people. His wife. <laughs> yes, but uh, not not any of the city folk or no, right. the the people that need safe spaces when words mm-hmm. are are mean and cruel. Not those people don't survive it, right. and I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they have any intention to either. No, the people that like after the derecho were like, "Oh my gosh, if I go without I- without power for power for another day, I'm gonna lose my mind." Yeah, as yeah. they're tweeting it on, we had a, yeah, we had a blast at our house. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, we did too. We yeah. grilled. Yeah. We, uh, we got a we I got mean, a generator
2: like day five. Did you? Okay, it was after that
1: that we started saying, "Hey, we got to prep for shit like this." Right. Because Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people again lost their minds after a week of no power. Yeah. Still had phone access but no power. Right. Just imagine if yeah, like, it's like, everything. Like got at least sh- we had hot water. No, right? I mean, I, I mean, I know. I think was it you were saying you knew somebody that said, "Hey, uh if something like this happens, I'm just offing us all because." Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I I don't want to put. It's like what kind of like yeah, right? Like what kind who of has that? Is that? I I mean, I realistically doubt we would any of us would survive that long. But right. none of us, I would think. Like, how do you have the mentality that's just like? I'm just gonna kill us all because what's the point? It's just all like right. at least attempt to survive for right. a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna write it out. I'm gonna yeah. write it out. Right.
0: Yeah, see where it goes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. not just these people. In case. These people are like, uh, ah, you know, fuck it. We're just going to <laughs> just <laughs> off ourselves because it's not worth it. So it says, uh it was shared understanding of the consequence of nuclear Armageddon that led to the eighty five statement by president ronald reagan and soviet generals secretary Mikhail Gorbachev, that a nuclear war cannot be won and must never be fought this statement was reaffirmed by president biden and putin as recently as january 2022 even as war rages in ukraine it remains as true now as it was then uh, and then it goes into talking about uh children in hospitals being bombed and refugees shelled. Says emotions run high, but cool heads must ultimately prevail. And we can't have drunk Richard Nixon at the helm. Right. <laughs> says so we can collectively step back from the brink of Russian NATO confrontation before it's too late. The price of nuclear escalation is planetary suicide with no winners at all. That won't save lives in Ukraine. It will simply take the death toll of the current war from thousands to billions. Mm. So. Planetary suicide. I mean, there's no other way to describe it than that. It's not, hey, we're saving the turtles with uh, global cooling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a couple degrees cooler. Yeah, uh, well, I'll be
2: fine. I mean, I I I get hot anyway, so it'd be nice <laughs> yeah. if it was a little bit cooler. Yeah, you can
1: sleep with the windows <laughs> open.
2: But like so when he sent me there, said, like, "Well, when it's a hundred, it wouldn't be so bad." But just look at like
1: when like frost season goes too long or the rain right. season goes too long yeah. and. Uh, the the grow season is delayed by like three weeks. People mm-hmm. start losing their minds because yeah. it's like that's the difference between like uh, plenty and not enough. Just imagine like growing season just gets shut cut sh- in half, right. like from yeah climate change or
0: yeah. But I mean, then you have all the wildlife dying yeah. because it has no food. Right. But, I mean, then again, what are you left to eat?
1: Yeah. So Planetary yeah. I mean, maybe that's a good. It's like, to what level are they okay with cooling the world? It's just like, well, just got to cool the world, got to cool the world. It's just got, at what expense, though? If you're killing the world, why cool it? It It just shows, though, how, how deranged the thinking is. It is. It is. You know? And when your primary concern is. And that, like I said, was like 10 years ago. And then just recently, this last week, that Atlantic article comes out and says, well, what's this going to do to climate change? It's going to be destructive to climate. It's like that's our least concern right now. Right, yeah. You're talking long-term effects versus the right now. Right. So let's deal with climate change once we get past the nuclear war. Some of us survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so back to the original question, is Putin crazy enough to to launch— even a small nuclear bomb? No. Let's yeah. hope not. You don't think? Yeah, I, I hope not, too. Yeah. I, I Somebody out there is. But well, that, that was my Putin. next question. Yeah. What about Kim Jong-un? <laughs> <laughs> he he <laughs> might He might be. Uh, so even a small weapon, you don't think that, that would I, be a scenario? I don't think you no. Even if he's back completely into a corner where his economy is I, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he'll get to that corner. Yeah. Because
0: again, he's got Russia in his corner. Yeah. I mean, not Russia, cheese, China, yeah. China in this corner. So yeah.
2: China's going to be able to bail him out of anything he needs to be bailed
0: out of. Right. And, and they will.
2: I did. I, I read an article not too long ago, and I, and I was telling Craig too before I came on the show. I, I literally stopped watching the news April mm.
3: 2020.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch it. I have stuff pop up on my computer at work. I have friends like Craig that, you know, kind of inform me. I have my uncles, military guys, they always, mm-hmm. you know, keep me a little posted. But i i i i just i don't think that we're there yeah i don't yeah I, I, don't I
1: don't think we're there, yeah unfortunately, we started a podcast about that same time, so we had yeah. to saturate ourselves in this bullshit for the last yeah almost two years now, so yeah, but I enjoy doing it and talking shit about it because mm-hmm. i mean what what can you do besides talk shit about it
0: and and
2: to.
1: usually you know when we Watch like mainstream news. You know,
0: it's more to. What do
2: you guys watch if you do?
0: Uh, I'm just curious. I don't watch I, it. But I I look, don't really do watch more it. reading read. of yeah. yeah see, we read. What I read. I just yeah. I
2: don't. I have not sat down and yeah. watched like KCRG or CNN no. right. or Fox no. or I, any of them. I just don't I do. Sit down I pay attention
0: them. to Fox and MSNBC yeah. just to see what they're saying. Yeah. Right. Because usually I, I feel like whatever narrative they're trying to push It's probably wrong. It's probably the <laughs> wrong narrative. <laughs> so yeah. It's more of a distraction. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we watch both sides, like, or pay attention to CNN, BBC, mm-hmm. Fox News, yeah, Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera, and then we try to find a happy middle, which there never is one. Yeah. So we just tell them they're all full of shit, and so, <laughs> and we come up with our own conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: yeah I like that. That's last,
1: amazing. last question. Back to the mutual assurance of destruction. Is that the best solution? You think? <laughs>
2: no,
0: it's horrible.
1: <laughs> I mean, how do you prevent <laughs> nuclear war without? both sides knowing that they're going to obliterate each other though what how else do you yeah. prevent that because again you can't you can't put it back um is there er,
0: are we ever at a position where they're going to be like you know what this is too much we just need to get rid of them
1: uh, i again i i think it's going to come down to like you first and yeah. nobody's right. going to trust the other uh, side right. to do yeah. that so um both sides are going to come to agreement that hey, we get rid of all of them. But the uh, the one side, it's not trust. They're mm. they're like, well, he's going to at least yeah. keep two, so I got to keep three. Right. And the right. other side's like, well, he's going to at least keep three, so I, I got to keep four. So yeah. in reality, nobody, nobody gets, rid gets rid of anything. Rid of right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. And then both sides are so great at pointing the fingers at the other side anyway. Mm. Looking right. back at the look at the bio weapon. Uh, that's thing. what I was yeah. saying. What uh, your friend brought up. Um, yeah. It's just like, well, no, uh, obviously we don't have those, but they are known to have those, and they lie, so yeah. they do it. And then Russia's like, no, bitch, we're gonna prove it. And <laughs> what was it, Tulsi? There. Oh yeah, Tulsi Gabbard called them out, and, said, and all
0: she said is, well, we need to call a ceasefire around the laboratories so we can investigate. So we can investigate, and they're they're calling her a Russian propagandist. <laughs>
1: and there's What was it? The view said she needed to go to jail. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> she yeah. be arrested. Yes, just for saying. We should investigate this. <laughs> yes. Mitt
0: Romney called her a traitor.
2: Fuck I mean, it's, wow. yeah! Wow. Fuck Mitt
1: Romney. Yeah. I mean, uh. what has Mitt Romney done that you actually trusted? Right. In the yeah. last what twenty years? Right. I no. mean, I I don't know. I I find like when they go push that hard against looking at it, investigating it, mm-hmm. it tells us it's probably true. Just look at like the COVID shit with right. uh, a. Uh, we we should at least look into the fact that this leaked out of lab, and they're like, no, blocked from Facebook, and right. then all of a sudden that turned into, ah, eh, there's a good chance this did right. leak out of the lab. Yeah. So in what six eight months from now are we going to get? Oh, there's a good chance we were developing yeah. uh, biological weapons yeah. in Ukraine. It was Fauci. <laughs> and he's like, and I would do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, damn those crazy kids. Right, <laughs> Hunter had nothing to do with it. No. no, oh no, he wasn't brokering oh. the no. 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 He, no at all. He was t- distributing uh, bio weapons in his paintings. <laughs> they were like infused. <laughs> so if you melt down the painting, it turns into viruses. Right. <laughs> Somehow he has them locked in his paintings. That that's what's that. Yeah. We just broke the story yeah. there. I mean, yeah. if that comes out, man. <laughs> damn it. Yes. Well, any final thoughts on
2: nuclear war? What what would be the solution? I guess. Yes. Yeah. I I don't. I I feel like it's you can't. You can't ask people to, uh, nobody's going to, everybody's not going to give it up. I'm not going right. to give my guns up. No. Are you going to get your guns up? No. I, no. I mean, none no. of, that, I think that's how it's, it, it like, is. it's it like is. a collective world. Yes. I'm not giving up my gun because I don't yeah. trust you. Mm-hmm. So... Making everybody get rid of them isn't isn't a solution. No, it's not. They Maybe should, just. I mean, they shouldn't exist anyway. No, they. Shouldn't. But they do. Yes. So guns should exist though. Just no, to be they clear. should. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but not nuclear no, bombs. Yes. What,
2: it, like you said, what I don't I don't need a gun big enough to blow up my whole block. Right. I no. just need a gun big enough to protect I mean, that, my home and my family. Yeah, it'd Absolutely. be
1: freaking cool to have a tank parked in my <laughs> I mean, garage, but dope. do I need yes. it? Yes. Nice no. Situation. Because if you know, I get a tank, then my neighbor's going to want a tank to protect himself, and then I got to get an attack helicopter. Yeah, right. And then he's going to get ye- a. <laughs> ye- the solution? Huh.
0: One world government. I
1: was just going <laughs> to say that, actually. I was going to say maybe we just need one person yeah, right. to take up the whole world yes. and take. Possession of all yeah. those nuclear weapons, yes. then that each country can't shoot at each other because uh, the World Economic Forum or whatever has possession of all the nukes, yeah, and they'll keep us all in line through right. not mutually assured destruction. You don't get your just, mealworms. Just <laughs> your, dis- your assured destruction. There's yeah. no mutual. It's just right. like if you, if you don't eat your mealworms, I've got eight thousand nukes here plus yeah. all the ones that w- you weren't counting. So yeah, yeah, just one world government take all the nukes, take all the food, distribute mm-hmm. the mealworms world's a happier place, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to worry about all these countries with different nukes. We're being sarcastic, obviously. If you haven't listened <laughs> to our show,
2: yeah. we... I, I, I was hoping.
1: We <laughs> rave We <laughs> rave against... Uh, She's
0: wh- like, where the fuck oh, am God. I? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm out. On.
1: I am out. So <laughs> um, I think that's about all I got for today. Do you got anything else?
0: I think we covered a bit.
1: Tabitha, you got anything else? Uh, I
2: don't think so. Nuclear right. war is bad.
1: Nuclear war <laughs> is very bad. bad. Nuclear war is even worse because <laughs> it's not real. That's 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 the whole solution. It's like, nu- nuclear war because it's not real. Nuclear. So we don't have to worry about no. it. That's all the time we got for this week. This has been kind of on the rails, off the rails, because Tabitha yeah. comes in Thank you, in boys here. for letting me join you. Yeah, it's, was yeah. it was fun. Yeah. Did did you? Was it everything you wanted it to be more? Yeah, I dug it. It, was, it. Yeah, it was cool. Was it I, as scary as you it. thought it would be?
2: Uh, at first, it's taken me a while to chill. Yeah, like hearing like, yourself, I feel like I need like a big comfy couch. I wish. I, yeah, I want to sit. Yeah. I actually. And chill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually almost got like a futon to put yeah, in here, but yeah. it Thanks. just didn't. I just yeah, haven't no, yet, so. it. So yeah, it was cool. Good. I'm glad you come on. Maybe we'll have you on again sometime if yeah, you're not busy yeah. or want to be punished again. Yeah. No. Um, we're gonna get out of here for this week. Sounds good. Tell us what you think. Uh, The comment section is always open. We have a forum on Facebook called the Breaking the Bell Forum. We had a Break the Bell Forum, but it got nuked, no pun intended, (laughs) by Facebook. And uh, so we started a new one called the Breaking the Bell Forum, and you can just participate in the conversation. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us all over the place. If you don't know where all those links are by now, you can go to BreakTheBellPod.com and find links to all of our social media, at least the main ones, and then you can join in the conversation. Let us know what you think. Do you think that there's any solution to this? Do you have more, uh, I don't know, nuclear knowledge or um, foreign policy knowledge than we do that maybe you're like, you know what? No, you're fucking wrong. We do need more weapons and all right. the weapons to point at everybody in the Every world. Every house should have a nuke. Yes. Tell us
2: if we need to be like the Swiss. Yes. <laughs> there
1: we go. Yes. I I'm actually down with that. that is, I, know. <laughs> I actually yeah, I'm proud of the Swiss I, for I what know. they became. I, mean, I used to think, you know what, they're kind of I, I don't know about the Swiss because they're like non confrontational and they yeah. I I mean I don't agree with going to war with everybody, but I, I wondered about the Swiss. It's just like, yeah. how how can a country be like that? But then when I come to find out, but they are digging bunkers for all their people. Yeah. Well, even, and I'm just like, you know, all well, right. Even like Finland and Norway and those guys, they're they're yeah. on top of it. It's all those northern countries. Yeah. I, I
0: wonder if like the Norwegian countries, like if they get like the, the instructions for the shelter from like Ikea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ikea bomb I, shelters? Oh. <laughs> Yes, Ikea's IKEA's special on bomb shelters. (laughs) It's like 300 parts. Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's like, fuck it, I'll blow up. (laughs) (laughs) We have to get out of here. We are past our time, or right at our time. One of the two, I'm not sure. But this has been fun. Tabitha, thanks for coming on. Bill, thanks for being here again. Thanks for being on time today.
0: Well, you said come a little early. Yeah,
1: because I I didn't want you to look bad, because I knew she would probably... Be Because yes. I told her to show up early. Yes. But I try to tell you to show up early, yes. and it never happens. So <laughs> Because
0: when I do, late. you're not prepared. <laughs> That's true, <Yeah>. too. <laughs> All
1: right. Have a great rest of your week. Make sure you come back here, same time, same channel, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, every Monday night. Or get back here for the weekend wrap-up as we wrap up your week. Uh, have a great rest of your week. Peace. Goodbye.
0: The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to
1: ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the, the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.